Blog Talk Radio. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? My name is Quincy. And this is my show, the Talk to Q Radio Show. It's almost like posting a blog, except I'm doing it live. Tonight, my name is Quincy, and this is my show. And tonight, we are discussing five things men and women need to stop doing, and afterwards, we'll get into some zone coverage and talk about this week's football. But before I get started, let me do a little show maintenance and explain how this show works for those who may be new. This show is a platform for you, the callers, the chat room participants, the social networkers, all of you have the opportunity to voice chat or tweet your opinions to me and be heard worldwide and completely uncensored. Because here on T2Q, there are no experts, just opinions. Unlike most shows where you simply just listen to the host talk on and on, I allow you the opportunity to speak your mind. You can join my show legends each episode and discuss a wide range of things like relationships, current events, sports, politics, and more. This show is very informal by design because, let's face it, my style is very unorthodox in nature. The topics are random, but they're relevant with what's going on in the world today. The call-in number to step on your soapbox is 347-202-0215. That's 347-202-0215. If you decide to call in and you get the urge to voice your opinion, then after you connect, Simply hit one on your dial pad. That lets me know that you're ready to speak, and it places you in the host queue. And please mute your phone if you're not speaking at the time, because background noise picks up easily over cell phones and headsets. Now, another way you can contribute to the show is to follow me on Twitter at TalkToQ. There is a live tweet chat that occurs during the show, and you can respond to some of the same questions that I'm asking over the air in most cases. Please search and use hashtag T2Q to read and respond to all show tweets. If you want to learn more about me, the show, or the show legends, then journey on over to TalkToQ.com. 
And if you can't listen to the entire show live, then you can find T2Q on iTunes and just pick up where you left off. Maintenance complete. T2Q radio show number 520 starts right after the, this, these words from my official sponsors, TruthDevour.com and Knots for Change. I began to live within my continuum of potential upon awakening to my own limitations of sight, sound, and altered understanding of everything previously believed to be known. Who am I? Who are you? Are you who you really are? Or who they want you to think you are? Understanding does not by default equate to truth, because perspective will always be a relative state of shifting sands founded on our own limited knowledge at any given point within a spectrum of time. Change is inevitable. Are you ready? Available now, Illuminarium, book one in the upcoming Soliloquies Labyrinth series by award-winning indie author Truth Devour. Truth Devour, www.truthdevour.com. The novels of Crystal Hickerson, The Magician, the metaphysical action drama about the fight between good and evil which holds the fate of man in the balance. Street Corners, a tragic romantic crime saga of a man who has the hearts of two very different women in his hands. The choice he makes will hurt them both. Wanted, a ghostly story about a woman caught between the planes of life and death. It is left up to the reader to decide which reality was real. The Volunteer. The struggle of a man with his career and his life teetering on thin ice. Can love truly conquer all? And if you think this is the end for Crystal, you would be wrong. For as you listen to this, a new dynamic tale is on the way. Go to crystalhickerson.com to purchase all of her novels. Follow her on social media and listen to her on the radio at thecrystalshow.com. Enter the amazing world at crystalhickerson.com. and animal welfare organization dedicated to support those in need of help. Located in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, our products are trendy rope bracelets with anchor clasps emblazoned with a tag word. The tag word on each bracelet represents a specific cause which will be matched with a charity. You see, Knots for Change's goal is to build relationships with charities worldwide. The causes we support are animal welfare, education, medical research and prevention, environment, human rights, veterans, world aid and development, mental health and wellness, health and fitness, and child development. You can find us on social media such as Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook by searching Knots for Change. That's K-N-O-T-S, the number four, C-H-A-N-G-E. We'll also be launching our website on September the 10th, knotsforchange.ca. That's K-N-O-T-S-F-O-R-C-H-A-N-G-E dot C-A. All right, and my thanks to Truth Devour, Crystal Hickerson, and Knots for Change for all being official sponsors of the Talk to Q Radio Show. 
347-202-0215 is the number. We'll go ahead and kick things off. The tweet chat has already started on Twitter. Use hashtag T2Q. If you want to search and reply to the questions and comments being thrown out, men have their complaints. Women have their complaints, too. But there's something that each of us do that frustrates the other gender. Uh, other gender. Now, why can't we both be on the same page? You know, why can't why do we accept the notion that men will be men and women will be women instead of just resolving their problems? Tonight, I'm going to lay out some of the things that each gender does to piss the other one off. Not intentionally necessarily, but you know, it just happens. And maybe if I can throw out five things for both men and women, then we can all see how unnecessarily we raise stress levels. Okay? But I must go to the phones, to the 248 area code, the Motor City of Detroit, and welcome on the author, the show hostess, the show legend, Crystal Hickerson. Chris, what's going on? Thank you. How are you? I am doing well. How are you doing this evening? Pretty good. No complaints. Excellent. <laughs> Not yet. Well, <laughs> uh, you might Until have you tell me what I, I'm complaining about. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you might have some complaints when it's all said and done. So, mm. all right, let me go to the seven three two area code, the Garden State of New Jersey, and bring on the show enforcer, my man Ray. Ray, what's going on, bro? Hey, what's going on, you? I don't know who else is on, but hello. You and Crystal hey, right Ray. now. I got another caller oh, holding who will probably be in in just a moment. And we'll go ahead and get started. We're going to start with ladies first. So we're going to start with the women first. Uh, mm-hmm. So, Ray, well, the, the question is actually for a guy about women. Ray, what is something that you think as a man, just off the top of your head, that women need to stop doing? Yeah. I think they need to stop asking for equal rights when they want rights to be more on their side than equal rights. You know, as far as, you know, laws, as far as dating uh, rules, you know, mm-hmm. girl will call you up and say, hey, you want to go out tonight? Okay, if you're asking me to go out, then that means you can. And if you want to <laughs> be treated as an equal, and that means that you should be willing to pay. You know, back in the day when a woman didn't make as much money, it was understood that the man was supposed to pay because, you know, 30 or 40 years ago, the guy made $300, the woman might make 150 You know what right. I'm saying? And it was understood. So that's a rule that I really don't don't like what women do. They try to you know, try basically to get over, and I don't think that's right. Okay. All right. Let me go to the 865 area code to the volunteer state of Tennessee. Welcome on, Daddy Rich. What's happening, bro? What's going on? Not a lot, man. I'll ask you, as a man, what is something that women need to stop doing? Man, cheating. Cheating, okay. They need to stop that. 
That's that's not good to to people that's gonna do right. You can't expect, you can't expect to get done right, you know. Okay, that's simple enough right there. So, all right, well, here's number one of the five things that I have. And it may hit on some of the things you mentioned, it may not, but here's number one. Women need to stop treating their man like a child. All right, now, now Crystal, why do you think some women treat their men like kids? And it doesn't necessarily mean that it's a it's a negative thing. It doesn't mean that they're always fussing at them. It could mean that they're babying him and treating him, you know, like being a mom to him as well. Oh, Lord. <laughs> well, um, men should act like a man. Okay? If you act like a man, then I don't have to treat you like a boy. But if... Um, you know, you're sulking around and, you know, you just act like you need your mommy. And I think it, it kicks in for women mm-hmm. to um, treat them that way. I mean, first of all, it's our natural instinct to do that. And so, um, so you know, we tend to do that. But then the counter that, you know, you're breaking up on that. Um, I said the nurturing side of that. Am I still breaking up? You're good. Okay. The ner- the negative side of the nurturing that men bring, because men are usually act like babies. They they need, first of all, their pain threshold is not that large. So therefore, sure. they when they get sick, they tend to really get sick and they want to be babied. It's a it's a typical um, male response. Um, so for the female response, we do that, but it also sometimes bleeds into their other parts of their life, and so we treat them like children because they almost act like, you know, like our oldest child sometimes, you know. So okay. it's like a natural response. Okay. Now, Ray, um, I, I understand where Crystal's coming from with her point, but however. I've seen some guys, Ray, who were men when they went into the relationship <laughs> and maybe just got beaten down to the point that they probably did act like children. I mean, is it always the case like Crystal described it, or sometimes some women just treat guys like kids regardless? They may baby them and try to do everything for them, or they may just fuss at them and treat them like a kid. No, I I think that... um. If a woman has a man that is a man, not a man who only wants rules the way he wants them to be at at certain times, you know, okay, like, you know, or a guy that was raised by his mom but wasn't raised by a male figure, they may think certain ways, you know, like we think it's not macho if a woman hits you not to hit her back. Well, the way you're supposed to be raised is you're not supposed to take shit off nobody. So if a woman understands that you will hit her, she get her act together. But if she knows you won't hit her, man, you know she's subject to do anything. And once a woman knows that 
she can disrespect you like that, she loses respect for you. If she loses respect for you, the first thing she's going to do is talk down to you. And if she talks down to you, it'll start out in the house, then it'll be in the street, then it'll be at a friend's house, then it'll be at a barbecue, then it'll be at a family reunion. This thing will not stop. But as a man, you have to let a woman know that you have respect for her. But if she feels like she wants to disrespect you, you have to let her know that it's not going to happen. And if a woman doesn't understand that you will go there with her, she won't respect you. So a lot of that is basically the foot that you put forward as a man. No woman respects a guy that lets her slap their head off all over the damn place. They don't do nothing about it. Ask them. Mm. Danny Rich, where you file on this? Man, I, I was waiting to get in on this. I believe if it comes down to that, you just need to get your ass on somewhere. You don't need to put your hands on them, and they don't need to put their hands on you. If, you, if you're if you mad enough to put your hands on them, then you need to get on back away from around there because that ain't going to cause nothing but problems, and it's going to make matters even worse. I don't want nobody to fear me. I want them to understand and respect me. And, you know, sometimes you do have to be firm, but you can utilize your voice and other things. You don't need to, you know, make them think you're going to hit them. That's a part of mental uh, abuse, and that's something that you don't want to do. What you what you really want to do in that case is something like that's going on, man. you got to find your place and uh, get there. And, you know, so you just can't let a woman take you there just like you – you're at work and you deal with people there. You can't let them take you over the edge. You got to learn how to deal with it in a certain way. And I feel like in that case, man, if it gets to the point where you got to put your hands on, you got to get gone, man. Oh yeah, okay. I agree with. I agree with everything he's saying. But at the same time, at work is not where you pay bills at. You understand? Or if you're in your own house. A lot of people believe that, oh, because a woman start cutting up, okay, let me get my coat, let me get the going, and let them follow me outside and hit me in the back of the head and do all types of things. Now, this, this is not me. You know, my wife is cool, but I'm talking about, you know, years ago. Now, this is what I'm saying, follow you all outside and, you know, get the cutting up, challenge you to a fight outside and all that. Hey, I shouldn't have to walk away from that. I'm not doing anything to you. I can get up and leave him at your house, but just don't disrespect me. But if you feel like you want to mush me on the way out and all that kind of stuff, hey, that's cool. But where you started at is where you're going to get that. I don't care where we at. We can be at your folks' house. It's going down. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, let me get back. Uh, I want to let me get back to, to the topic, though, I mean, as far as um, – what some what women need to do in regard regarding their men, and I, I do think that women need to stop treating their man like a child. All right, um, a man wants a wife and not a mother. Now, some women scold their men like a child, and and some women baby their man like a child. I think you have to let a man be a man. Now, if he falls short, then why are you with him in the first place? That's that's a reflection on your decision making if you choose to deal with boys instead of men. So um, I think you have to let a guy be a guy, and if he's not up to par, then find someone who is. All right. 
But all right, number two out of the five things that women need to stop doing, stop expecting men to read your mind and your body language. Let me go to the phones to the 910 area code, but making his way via the Lone Star State of Texas. The man who plays the doctor on the radio, Dr. Bobby Willis. What's going on, good doctor? How about doing tonight? Doing well, man. And why do you think a lot of women expect men to read their body language and minds instead of just being honest and vocalizing their feelings? Well, first of all, it's what they're being taught by um, the women before them, you know, their mothers or their aunts, grandmothers, whoever raised them. And then now you have a culture of uh, men that, you know, some guys might call them simp, uh, you know, and some, you know, some may call them effeminate, but these guys are trying to, you know, get accolades from the women by saying things that, oh, if he's a real man, and which I hate that term, period. I mean, a real man. It's like, and if he's a real man, then he'll do this or he'll know how you feel. And, I mean, no. <laughs> you know, half the, time, half the time it becomes a game once you, if, even if you do understand what's going on with them, with with a woman, and you ask her, hey, what's wrong? you knowing something that's wrong. After so many old nothings, you know what I'm saying, then you're going to be like, all right, well, fuck it. And you're going to go about your day, and then guess what? You're going to hear about it later. You knew something was wrong with me, and you didn't say nothing. Well, damn, <laughs> you know. I actually was wrong three or four times. You said nothing. I mean, how many times do you want me to uh, play this game with you? So I think, uh, uh, you know, a lot of them is, are expecting that because of what, like I said, they were taught from the women before them and also from this new generation of guys that are just trying to get the pat on the head or the accolades and just tell women, you know, what they want to hear, you know. So like the Steve Harveys and uh, Tony Gaskin, Haskins, or whatever his name is, and all these other guys, you know, mm-hmm. they're, they're they're pumping these women heads up with all this stuff, and they're going out expecting it from every single man out there. So, uh, I think that's where that comes from. Okay, all right. Well, Crystal, let me get your opinion on it. Um, do you think a man should be able to read your mind and your body language? Your man, now, not, I guess not just a man, your man. Well. Well, first of all, no, okay. Um, first of all, men aren't that smart, okay, number one. And number two, they um, they don't pay that much attention to women. Um, I think that women work on a, a role where we pay a lot of attention to our men. We watch them. We listen to what they say, and we, and we remember. And um, we keep tabs on them in our minds and emotionally. Men don't do that. It's not something that they do on a normal basis. Now, there are some men who do that. They're very rare. And usually those types of men are not doing it because they want to please their woman. They're doing it in order to get something out of it. They're usually the players. Those are the ones, or the pimps or whatever, those are the ones who pay attention to women um, because they have a, a, an agenda. So, But normal guys don't do that. So that's why it is utterly ridiculous for women to think that. But, yes, I have to agree with one of the things that Bobby said, um, that we have been taught as women, as some little girls and up, it's like a dream fantasy thing, Mm -hmm. that your man will know how to do things, he will take care of you, he will respond to you correctly, you won't have to ask. 
this or you won't have to do this because he will know and he will do it automatically, blah, blah, blah. That's a fantasy, okay, that we grow up with and knowing. And some of that fantasy comes from our fathers because our fathers paid attention to their daughters. So the father um, did that. And, you know, my grandfather who raised me, paid attention to me. So he catered to what I needed, and he knew what I needed. I mean, as a parent to a child. So out of that kind of philosophy, you think that your man is going to do the same thing, but he's mm-hmm. not. So as I, I agree, you know, with that type type of, um, of, um, of feeling. I think a lot of women do that, and you really shouldn't do that, and vice versa. Men shouldn't do that for their um, mate either, but men don't think that way. We think that way. We think that a man should should um, read our mind, which is ridiculous. No one should read your mind or your emotions or your actions, especially if you're not being obvious. And a lot of times women aren't being obvious. We're being very subtle about what we want and we think that men are thinking the way we're thinking, which is completely wrong. Okay. Okay. Very interesting. Very interesting. I like that. Um. All right, so let me move on to the the next one, and I do think that you know women need to stop relying on a man to read their body language. If a man asks you if something is wrong, and you say nothing is wrong, then as far as a man is concerned, nothing is wrong. So uh, you know, use your words. I I think it's a part of of like you being around them for so long. And it just should be a habit that you know these things because they happen so much. But, you know, men, we still don't pay attention. And that Crystal hit the point because I'm a work in progress on that situation. But I think it's about because I've been, we're almost 11 years deep. So I should know a lot of things. And, and I think that's what it is with them. Once you get to know them and you've been around them so long that you they expect you to know these things. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to give a slight. I want to give a slight rebuttal to that though, because uh, the thing is, is that I think I don't think men are as dumb or as naive as women think we are. Like I said, we pick up on a lot of stuff. We pick up on a lot of things that they're going through. But like I said, when we approach them with it, you know, men men are aren't emotional like that. I mean, we ask you one time, or maybe even two or three times, and, and you're constantly saying nothing is wrong, or I don't want to talk about it right now. That's why we're gonna be like, I don't like it. I'm gonna go do this. I'm gonna go do you know, go watch the watch the game or something. Exactly. So it's not exactly. it's not like we don't yeah, it's not like we don't pick up on it or we don't care. But uh, after being in a relationship with you for a while, we just get tired of playing that game. And that's what they don't understand. Like in the beginning in the honeymoon phase, yeah, we're gonna freaking you know, we'll do freaking hellfire for you, you know. Come on, baby, tell me what it is, you know. I know something's wrong and begging and pleading and blah blah blah. But then you know you get that shit about a year, two years later down the road, and you done, you've done that every single damn week for that time frame. You're, you're like, you know what? All right, just talk to me whenever you're ready, and and that's it. And then now she's got a girlfriend talking about you don't care, and you know it's like, no, we care, but we just tired of playing that game. We we know what we know when things are wrong with you. Guys know when something's wrong with you, especially if you've been with you long enough. But they just don't like playing that game with you. Okay, and I think you make a good point there. I think you hit the nail on the head, too. We just don't care to do it. All right, now this might be a little controversial. Tip number three, 
of five things that women need to stop doing. Don't always put your put the kids before your husband. Crystal, back to you, and then I go to the fellas. Should mothers put the kids before their husband, regardless if they're his kids or not? Um, yeah. <laughs> and uh, that's my blanket statement. But, um, of course, there's different situations, you know, if the kid is really just acting crazy or it's something really petty. But um, just on a general level, yeah, because these are my kids, especially if these are my kids and not his. Now, if it's his kids, I expect him and I to have the same um, love and, and affection for you know, let's say his son, um, mm-hmm. his son, my son, et cetera. And I would expect him to have certain, you know, um, ways of dealing with his son. And I can think back to when I was with my daughter's father, he reacted and, and, and interacted with her completely different than the way I interacted with her. And, right. um, and it's a male thing. She stopped when he said something and, when I said something, then we had a battle. You know, it was a battle back and forth. So the, in the in just the different parenting skills. However, if um, he's you know just my boyfriend or whatever, or even if he's my husband, I mean, and he it's not his kids, and he didn't take ownership of the children. Like if he didn't come in when the child was basically born or basically a baby or something. Um, and, you know, he says, well, no, these are my kids as well. You know, and I knew that. Is that's You know, that's a difference. But if it's clear um, that there's a separation, uh, then, no, my kids come first over any man. Period. Okay. And I, now, have made, I... I have made mistakes in the past. But, yeah, I, I will never do that. I would never, and I don't tell any woman, you know, in the end, these are your kids. Period. Now, now, when I say, you know, put your your man before the kids, I don't necessarily mean, like, in emergency situations or any type of tragic situation. I mean, in, as far as general things, like, you, maybe you'll fix like your what? kid's, like, maybe you'll fix your kid's plate, but you won't fix his plate. Or maybe um, when something's going on that weekend, he wants to go to, like, maybe um, a class reunion or something, something important to him but the kids want to mm-hmm. go to something and they want to go to that maybe not be as important. I mean, things like that, things where it comes to just certain priorities. I don't mean situations where, you know, okay. you're well, taking the last vaccine of uh, of something to give it to your man <laughs> and not to your child. Well, okay. Well, I think, like I said, it has to do with the situation. It all depends. Um, okay. If it's equal, let's say it's equal, like, you said a class reunion, something very important to him. And then let's say my child had a uh, something, an event at school that was very important to, you know, it was in equal importance or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. emotionally or whatever. Then um, I would probably pick my child and tell him, well, you go by yourself. And we'll be fine. And then I'll, you know, I'll take her or him, whatever, to this event. Because 
that to me is is a is a difference when you're raising your child and they have an event. This is like an only one time thing for them, you know. And it, um, they have to be able to participate, especially if it's really important to them. It's not something that they can do next weekend or something. That's something he can do on his own. You're you're an, an adult, just like I have to. There's plenty of times I have made sacrifices and said. I well, hell, I would like to go do this, but I can't because I need to take my child here or I need to pay for this, and so I can't do this. That's what you do as a parent, you know. So that, to me, is a normal thing. So he would have to understand that. And if he couldn't, you know, then kick rock. Yeah, I mean, if it's a a one-time event for a child, I'd understand that, too. I think just about everyone would understand that if it's a one-time event, but if it's like, you know, for some kid's birthday party or something, then that might be a little different. I don't know. But well, then, Ray, yeah, it is. Like I said, it's, it's it's different. Yeah. Okay. Ray, let me go to you and ask, man, should a mother put the kids before the husband, regardless if they're his kids or not? It all depends on who's right. You know what I mean? If you have kids and you have a husband, I mean, you should have talked about all this before you got married, but say if the husband is disrespecting the kids or mistreating the kids for no reason or the kids are not doing anything wrong, of course you decide what your kids. But if your kids are being rude to your husband, and you know how guys are nowadays, it's not like old school where, you know, the kids live under your roof, you feed them, if he's doing wrong, you beat his ass and, Yes, you know, they dad talking about, well, we don't want you to do this, don't want you to do that. Well, okay, somebody has to deal with them. You can't be a grown man letting kids disrespect you in the house. And to me, whether you're the man or you're the woman, you have to nip all that in the bud when you see it happening. You know, you're supposed to say, okay, your husband is here, the kids come in and, they get smart with them and disrespect them. They're supposed to stop that right there and get it straight. Same thing if you have a good lady in your life and you're a man and your kids come over for the weekend or whatever, you let them know, hey, it's your girlfriend, you're going to be together, and, you know, it should be no disrespect tolerated. You see that's the direction they're going in. You're supposed to stop that right there. I always say be on the side of who's right so if the kids are right, you stay with the kids. If your husband is right or your wife is right, you stay with the wife. Because when you get married, you're supposed to forsake all others. And that's what you would just have to do. All right. And Daddy Rich, what's your comment on it, man? Should, a, should the mother put the kids in front of the husband, regardless if they're his kids or not? Definitely, man. The kids uh, kids come first, man. You know, he's a grown-ass man. He can handle his business. You know, that's the way we do it here. I handle mine. You know what I mean? If it's something, a family event, then we do the family thing. But, you know, the kids, you got to deal with the kids first, man. Okay. Dr. Willis? I think that, um, I, think, I think it's on a sliding scale. I mean, you know, at any given point, one or the other will rise to the top depending on the situation. Now, um, when it comes to, like, just, you know, little crazy things like who gets the plate first or things like that, you know, I'm all, I'm the type of person, your kid's always first. I don't care if I got company at the house or what, you know, kids eat first and then the grown-ups eat, and that's just how it is in my household. 
you know, I can't knock anybody else in their household how they want to do it, but um, anything where the kids have to depend on the grown, grown-ups, then they're going to come first in that situation. Um, if, if you know, like, say, getting back to a race, because I think he made a valid point. If, uh, you know, she got kids that are not mine and a situation come up where they're being unruly and, and then, you know, hey, there's, there's a decision that has to be made on whether or not, you know, discipline those children and stuff, and then she has to, you know, decide who, who you know, what's going to come first. Are you going to let this guy do this or are you going to side with your kids? Then guess what? You know, at that point, then it becomes sticky. Uh, I'm not going to allow any child, not even my own, to disrespect me. So, you know, and like Ray said, it's something we have to talk about before we move in together. So that that should be already ironed out anyway. But uh, for for normal stuff or things that the children have to rely on growing us for, they're going to always come first. Okay. Again, one last comment. I'll go to the 510 area code to go to the state of California and bring on other Q. What's happening, man? Hey, this is Cousin Q. Everything is going good, Q. How you doing, Cousin? I'm doing well, bro. And I'll ask your your opinion. Let you close out the um, the question. Can um, should a woman, a mother, put her kids ever put her kids before the husband, regardless if they're his kids or not? If there is nothing physical going on, if there is no yelling and nothing mental. You go with your business partner first. Kids fully understand how to manipulate stupid parents. They pit them against each other. Now, you also have the sliding scale thing that the gentleman spoke of, which I'll say is if it's her kids and not his, that's another dilemma. If it's his kids, it definitely should be him. My last point is the problem in this urban community, we do things so unbalanced in the way the other cultures who are succeeding us do it. They put, most of them, they put their their unity first. Even the people with arranged marriages put their unity first. Mm-hmm. That's right. So this is, this is one of the reasons why their children are our children employers because we are always trying to adhere to someone else. My last point, as I said on your show a couple of times, I think we males are lost in what we're supposed to do. And I say all the time in my speaking engagements, urban males are too much like hyenas. They put the female first in everything they do. You cannot do that. You gotta be like a lion. You gotta have a vision and protect the hide. So that's my answer to that is that that unity comes first. You know, in in, in the Bible Job lost a lot of kids. Mhm. Okay. All right. Well, um I, I think Bobby well, I think everyone made some good points and I think Bobby hit on something with the sliding scales. But um I thought this was pretty controversial. I read different websites on this, but most people pretty much agree, most experts allegedly, pretty much agree with what um, Cousin Q said, that you um, a mother should not place her children before her husband. 
And the reason that they said the husband should come first, they said that if the two, if that unit, that unit, or the, the, if there's unity, and you're showing that you're a loving couple, then you will have a loving family. It says your kids should see what love looked like because one day, you know, they should want to get married. And they, the way some of the experts explained it, the only way they're going to see what a loving couple looks like is to see, you know, essentially one putting the other as a priority. So, um, I mean, you all can do what you want with that, but that's what some of the experts say, that the kids should never come before a spouse because the kids need to be a part of a loving family and that they will understand and that will help their desire to be married someday. So I thought that was pretty interesting. All right, number four of the five things that women need to stop doing. Stop flirting with other men if you're in a relationship. All right, that's just plain and simple. We only have to ask a lot of questions on that. But Dr. Willis, why do women flirt with other men when they're in a relationship? I've always said there was a meme going around on Facebook talking about, you know, uh, why do men, uh, 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 like, cheat and why do women date married men. Uh, and my answer to that is simple. You know, I, I just think that men love to hunt and women love to challenge. I mean, that's all it is to it. I mean, because a married man presents someone that's unattainable to her, and that's a challenge. Women love challenges, whether it's finding that broken dude on the street trying to fix him up or trying to change that thug to somebody who's respectable. I mean, whatever it is, they love a challenge. So, honestly, and like I said, I'm not a woman, so I can't I can't answer this from a woman's perspective. I can only give you what I what I see, and from my own perspective. And I think that they just like the challenge. They like something that's unattainable to them, just like we do too. It's not just them, but because the question is about them, they want something that is unattainable to them, or they rather have that that pleasure and not be tied down to that and move back on to, you know, wherever they got going on on the other side of the fence. That's a good point. Okay. Okay. I I can get with that. And I think that, uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's self-explanatory. I mean, if you need attention um, that badly, then be single and just enjoy your Facebook likes and your IG hearts, you know. And when you're ready for a relationship, then, you know, then you can go to that point. But number five of the five things women need to stop doing, stop manufacturing arguments. Most guys want peace and not conflict. <laughs> Daddy Rich, why do some women manufacture arguments over nothing? Man, because they like doing it, I guess. Man, they just like to irritate and shit. Man, because I know mine over here, boy, she will start nitpicking at me. Man, I don't know. I guess they see us getting peaceful for a minute, and they say, let me get this. Let me see what I can do to get this dude going. I don't know, man. It's 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 a mystery to some of the things they do, and that's one of them. Uh, you know, for different reasons, I guess. You know, maybe you didn't uh, put the toilet seat down earlier, so they wanted, they're angry about that. Maybe something that you did. You know what I'm saying? Little stuff like that. It's just little things. You didn't. You put your your feet on, they were cold. You were in the bed. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Little things like that might get to them, man. That that may be why they, they do that crap. I don't know. They go back to that thing about we don't pay attention. <laughs> okay. All right. 
And Ray, you want to add to that? Uh, can you repeat the question real quick? You say, why did uh, they do what now? Manufacture arguments. Make something out of nothing. <clears throat> uh, a lot of it is. Some of it is attention, but a lot of it is a lot of women, particularly women of color, they have an image of themselves for how they want to, how they should act. So a lot of this stuff that you see where pick your face up and and all this kind of stuff and arguing with you and, you know, getting stuff started, it's just a, a, a culture thing that goes around and they feel like, you know, anytime something is a problem, oh, I got to turn it out instead of just talking things out or expressing themselves and acting like, you know, basically you got some sense. So a lot of it is just attention. A lot of it is I want something to tell my girlfriend later that, you know, I'll have to snap off on this nigga tonight and this and that, you know, when it didn't really have to be all that. So a lot of it is just attention and a lot of it is just cultural. All right. Crystal, you want to give your two cents on why um, women appear to manufacture arguments? Uh, yes, of course I do. Uh, <laughs> first of all. I know you're thinking to yourself, I wish Amanda or Gigi or somebody would call in tonight. <laughs> oh, my God. First, Okay, first I have to say this. Okay, I have to say this to um, you guys. Uh, not all of you, but... To Ray and to this other Q person, okay. Mm-hmm. First of all, obviously, I don't know if you guys have actually been around people of other colors as uh, white people or whatever. I don't know if you've ever actually been friends with them, and I mean on the intimate level. And I've dated white guys. I have had, I still have best friends who are white and other races. They're all alike, okay? Especially when it comes to relationships. It has, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. It is. There are differences, yes. There are cultural differences on certain little things. But generally, especially in this particular topic, where you're talking about manufacturing, quote-unquote, arguments, Mm -hmm. women are women. It doesn't matter. Now, I'll have to say, as a woman, that um, Daddy Rich was correct. It goes back to paying attention. The reason why it seems as if your woman is manufacturing something is because you haven't been listening to her say, can you please um, put the damn seat down? Or can you take off your shoes before you come in this house? Or can you please take out the garbage for the umpteenth motherfucking time? God damn it. How many times do I have to say this? You know, and to you, you're like, what the fuck is she talking about? And it's like, I've been telling you this for day after day after day, and you just look at me like I'm crazy. And then when I'm I'm so upset, you know, and and I feel crazy (laughs) talking about this, and we're arguing about a damn toilet seat. But I'm arguing because I've been saying this over and over and over again. So to you, to a guy who, because you guys think differently than we do, you don't pay attention to those things. Once you do something, it goes completely out of your head and you're moving on to the next thing. For us, we watch you come in and do the same thing over 
and over again, and we just sit there and we look here, look at that shit. See, that's what I'm talking about, right? (laughs) (laughs) So when it gets to that point, we sound like a crazy person, but we're not crazy. We're just like, oh my god, (laughs) can't believe I have to have this conversation. But no, we don't manufacture it. It's just a difference of how we interact. Okay. And I think that May I? Could, it could be true. Well, I don't want to dwell on this, but I, I think this could be true in a lot of cases, Chris, because I got, like, a bunch of other questions left. But um, I do think that um, sometimes it just happens. I mean, because something you, you said earlier about, you know, we're women, I mean, that to me that doesn't excuse anything. And that, that's what I'm trying to alleviate no, it doesn't. With, with, with the show or whatever. Because sometimes people have a bad day and they feel like the person at home is the one that needs, they needs to pay for it. And everything, but I do think, and in, in what you're saying, there is some truth to it. I know some guys who are in that situation, um, but I, I don't. I don't know if that's always the case. Don't know if it's always the case. But mine's on two degrees with Crystal. <laughs> got to move on to the to the, the the next topic. And before I do that, let me go to the phones and bring on another caller to the six zero one area code, the Magnolia State of Mississippi. Welcome on my man, the uh, Minister of Sexual Affairs, as Alex called him, Eminem. What's happening, bro? <laughs> oh, man, it's good to be home, baby. All right, man. It's what up, you? What up, radio world? Got to tag it. <laughs> All right. And, uh, Crystal, let me go back to you, because now we got to flip the script. Uh, Crystal, name something just off the top of your head that women think men need to stop doing. Oh, God, there's so many things. <laughs> you need to stop doing. Um, you need to stop fucking around with other women and thinking that we don't know that you're doing. Okay. That's simple enough. Stop lying. You ain't got to <clears throat> lie. <laughs> you ain't got a lot of kick it, Craig. All right. Okay. <laughs> and so... Let's see. Well, let me stick with you for this, Crystal. Now, number one of five things that men need to stop doing, stop expecting the woman to do everything around the house. Now, Crystal, why do you think a lot of men feel as if a woman should do everything around the house, from cleaning cleaning to the kids' homework? The kids' homework? <laughs> I know we're doing that. Um, well... <laughs> You know, I think men actually think they that uh, women, yeah, they should do woman's work, which is clean and cook. And, you know, even though she just got off, she got off work the same time you did, uh, you came home and still got to, you know, cook and clean and all that kind of stuff. You know, I think men think that we, we should do that even though we still contribute the same amount to the household. My thing is, as I've said many times on the show, is that fine cooking and cleaning as long as you go outside and you shovel that snow and you do all the outside work and you fix the plumbing and you take mm-hmm. my car to get oil change and shit like that. I don't mind I don't mind doing the woman's work as long as you are putting in your part. You don't get to come home and lay on the couch and watch football while I do everything, but I still have to do some of the other stuff that your ass should be doing. So, you know, that's how I look at it. And I think a lot of women do. Okay, all right. And Eminem, what do you think about it, man? Because I know I know your stance on on this for the most part. But uh, 
do you think, let's see, well, why do a lot of men feel as if a woman should do everything around the house, from house cleaning to the kids' homework? Well, I mean, it's kind of like something that just kind of like uh, comes with physical nature. See, when man evolved and, you know, we start, you know, uh, getting more into uh, the technological world, certain uh, aspects of life never change. So traditionally, you know, when a man had to be, uh, you know, physically on the hunt to make sure the family survived, well, it was understood there's no way in the hell the dude can be doing some house chores and, you know, he out in the woods all day looking for some prey and shit. So that never really left. So uh, that's that's kind of like some of the origins of it. Uh, now, what do I, what do I personally believe? Oh, yeah, I personally believe a woman should do all that shit, you know, because that's what it is. I mean, that's what, you know, I mean, I because mean, otherwise, you know, I could just give you a few dollars and, you know, be done with it and, you know, fuck it, you know, because, but if you, if, if you're going to possess all of my shit, you know, and if something go wrong or whatever, if you can get all this shit, well, God damn it, you're going to earn it. So that's how I look at it, you know. You know, I mean, you know, and then, you know, uh, you know, I'm not the most religious guy in the world and all that, but at the same time, you know, I'm not just, you know, an atheist or something like that, but, you know, it's funny how, a lot of uh, uh, women are very religious, not not just Christianity, you know, Islamic and Buddhist and everything else. But it's like certain aspects they don't want to talk about too much where a man is actually leading the household. How in the hell are you leading the household and you got an apron on all the time? You know, now if you want to do it, that's fine. I ain't got no problem with that, you know. But I'm just saying, like, you know, uh the worst word that ever could have been labeled on a chick is independent. When that shit came out, that just fucked up everything dealing with domestication whatsoever. And, um, you know, it just really just ruined a lot of, you know, viable, good relationships because, you know, you, you know, you would want to think that something didn't work out because, uh, you know, infidelity, maybe financial issue, but just because, you know, a broad thought she was too good to, you know, mix up some dough in a pan and put the shit in the oven and turn a button on. I mean, that's bullshit, you know, so. Uh, <laughs> okay. And, uh, like, right. one thing, you know, something that uh, uh, me and my cousin Ray's uh, grandfather always used to say was, you know, if if a ass don't cook, you don't need her. So, you know, I mean, I I, I really thought that was some good values to pass on. Chick don't cook and clean. I mean, you you wasting your time out here busting your ass on the job, taking shit, letting these white folks tell you what to do, and then you then you got to come home and go to McDonald's every day, man. Fuck that. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, the traditional man may expect his woman to cook and clean, but I mean, but if a dude's walking past dirty clothes on the floor, or if he's walking past dirty dishes in the sink and he's not lifting a finger to help out then that might be one of those times he catches some of that quote-unquote manufactured attitude, right, Crystal? <laughs> but, uh, all right, so other cue. Number two of five things that men need to stop doing, stop comparing real women to Photoshop women, all right, the Photoshop magazine women and women we see on TV. I mean, what percentage of guys do you think have unrealistic expectations when it comes to women's bodies? Ninety. 
So 90 out of 100 dudes, 9 out of 10 dudes pretty much have that scenario because just like some women who live in fantasy for a ring, some dudes live in fantasy on their penis. You'll have a dude who swear up and down he a pimp, but he got five babies by four different chicks. Well, that means that your penis game is terrible. But that's how he lives in his mind. And just to <laughs> recap a couple of the other questions, um, well, you know, some things I'm going to say is going to make perfect sense to people. Uh, just to recap the other question, I've lived in Romania, France, England, and the Grill, Jamaica. I currently work at an all-Israel company. I'm one of three black people. So I'm around all demographics of people. Got a friend who's Egyptian and a friend who's German. So with that, so with that said, you got in psychology, you got two, two types, and I'll, I'll keep it short. You got the uh, alphas and you got the feminine type. Feminine don't necessarily have to be female. Feminine types are very good at multitasking and things of that nature, but they have one little uh, uh, idiotic, uh, one, one little issue, and that's they like to control things sometimes to the demise of the situation. But they but they morally appreciate alphas who are visionaries, alphas who are uh, like the fines from Happy Day. You know, they want to kind of to, to, to the lady to the lady point. No, seriously, to the lady's point, they want to feel secure that that problem is taken care of. She shouldn't have to remind him X, Y, Z. That's the controlling part of her. But it's not bad controlling. If she wants to make sure stuff is straight, but she feels so much at ease when that Fonzie type of person catches all these things. The same thing is true if you got two alphas together. They can do fifty fifty. But one of them is going to eventually play the feminine role, like, wait a minute, hold on. I thought X, Y, Z was happening. So that's, that's you know, that's that's how I view that, and that's how I view that, that question. A lot of dudes, unfortunately, they are way too caught up in sex. Hey, Q. So. Man, that, that was some interesting stuff. I had to jump in. But, man, that was the most poetic way of just basically saying somebody going to be the pimp, somebody going to be the hoe. <laughs> basically. <laughs> basically. In layman's terms. <laughs> right. I got you. I got you. Okay. Well, sometimes, you the women, that's, that's sometimes the women are pimping. Right. That's I mean, true. Yeah, well, yeah. That's true. And Dr. Willis, what do you think about it, man? I mean, what percentage of guys do you think have unrealistic expectations when it comes to women's bodies? Yeah, I think most of us, hell, I, I, I probably even put it higher than 90%, to be honest with you. Uh, I see it all the time, too. Like, um, even for the guys that say they like, you know, BBW, um, Big Beautiful Women, right? Mm-hmm. They will say they like Big Beautiful Women, but they'll post a meme or a picture up of a figure with a nice set of ass and tits, you know, the huge ass and tits, but a little waist, and they call that BBW, you know what I mean? When right. in actuality, a BBW, they got rolls and they got, you know what I'm saying, they got all this shit hanging in and, and cellulite and all that, you know what I'm saying? So so it's like even if you're trying to get this, this pat on the head from them, saying you like them, and I'm being honest, right, but if, you, if you're trying to get this pat on the head, you're not, you're not being true to what you're saying when you post stuff like that that has nothing to do with BBW. Bobby, so you all this shit hanging you know, right. <laughs> So I'm just saying. I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna do that, then post a true 
BBW. And and not all BBWs got rolls and wrinkles and, uh, you know, all that stuff. But, you know what I'm saying, they're bigger than what, what these guys are posting up as a BBW. You know, so I think, you know, we do have unrealistic expectations for our women. And half of us don't even freaking uh, uh, stand up to what we're looking for. Hey, hey so, Bobby, I, I, I guess so what you, you, you're trying to get us to understand with the BBWs, it's a big difference from a, uh, a Jay set from 1975 and Precious, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like that. but uh, but I'm just saying though. I mean, we got we got to be we got to be a little bit more respectful to our women. Uh, our, our our expectations are really are like just jacked up, you know. And I ain't gonna lie, I fall into that category sometimes too. So. You know, we okay. gotta we gotta be better than that. <laughs> okay, okay. Can I, I make I you laugh though? Can I make you laugh though? I mean, but it's just like even though we're on the man part, look at the lady. He gotta be six foot four. He gotta be. He gotta be. He gotta be. And then turn around, you man ain't nothing. Wait a minute, you got the one you picked. Right. <laughs> that's true. And, and that's you true. Know? It does it does go both ways. I think men are. Are worse overall, but I think women have gotten worse over the years. So well, see, the, as, difference, uh, the difference between the two, the difference between the two is that a man, he don't give a damn what that woman got going on. If she look good, she please, she's visually pleasing, he's okay. But a woman, she may want that six foot dark and handsome guy, but if, if she get a Bill Gates motherfucker come along, looking all fucking toe up from the floor up. And, but he got money. She gonna make a sacrifice. She gonna, she gonna, like, she gonna be like, fuck that. I'm yeah, going yeah. That, that's true. There. Uh, all right. Well, let me go back to Crystal, the lone woman. I'm sorry, Crystal. Crystal, number three of five things men need to stop doing. They need to stop street harassing and cat calling women. How does it feel when a guy makes a comment about your body in public? Well, yeah, I think women over time have gotten to, we just ignore it, really, as much as we can. Um, Some guys are really annoying. You can't even ignore them because they really get in your face. And and then it's the whole, it's not even, it's beyond catcalling. It's even, you know, sometimes catcalling is okay because, you know, they're far away. They may say, hey, whatever, whatever, you know. And, but, you know, you're moving, so that's fine. But then you got the guys who will, you know, follow you into the store or follow you wherever or, or come up to you. And, and, and it's like, damn, can I get from my car to wherever the fuck I'm going, you know, and just I, I, I'm not looking at you, so obviously I'm not interested or whatever. I'm just trying to get my day done. But, you know, this is something that most women – we just, you know, we just know what's going to happen. You know, if you're walking by a bunch of guys, you know, we, you know, whatever. You just know it's going to happen. So as long as they don't approach you uh, or try to touch you or something like that or get really ridiculous, or if you try to ignore them, then they get all belligerent, you know, mm-hmm. as soon as you pass them. It's like, oh, I mean, they want you to have no way. I'm like, okay, damn. <laughs> you know, so but we know that. We know it's going to happen, so we just – we just ignore as much as we can. So, ugh. yeah, I think Whatever. like I, I think that there 
I'm I'm kind of I, I think it's unnecessary a lot of times some of the things we see. Uh some guys just comment just to comment. All right. Now if I a think guy they, yeah, they mostly I, comment just to comment. Yeah, if a they guy just, they, don't, they don't really want you to respond. They just Right, right, and see that to, to that I don't I don't think it's necessary. If a guy is trying to get a woman's number, you know, if she's walking down the street and she looks good and he approaches her to get her number, I think as long as he's being res- respectful, I don't think there's a problem. I don't think that's harassment, right? That's just a guy trying to start a connection, you know. But I think if it's just some dude sitting around and you know, oh, I like the headlights on that one. I, I just think that's just stupid, you know. That's just. Stuff you see in the movies, those old Bill Murray movies and stuff. But um, (laughs) you know, so it's like either holler at her or or just shut up. That's just how I look at it. I think it's like reflex. Some guys just do it out of reflex. I don't think they really want a response. I mean, you know, I don't really don't think they care about a response. Now, if she responds, it's like, oh hell, wow, wow. But you know, it's but I don't think they really do it to get a response outside of just fucking with her or or whatever. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know because they they couldn't possibly think it's going to work, or maybe they're just playing the odds. It's like we just throw a whole bunch of shit out there and then eventually somebody's going to turn around. Yeah, I guess. Uh, but all right, number four of five things men need to stop doing, and this is an easy one. And Crystal, I'll allow you a chance. But I'm gonna go back to the guys first. Go to um. Daddy Rich, and then I go to Ray. Stop lying and cheating. Daddy Rich, is it in a man's nature to lie and or cheat? And if not, why do some guys just do it so easily, even when I'm provoked? Man, it's when you're young, it is. It's in your nature because you want to get it out. Uh, as you get older, I think you, you learn to uh, be chill with it. But you still, you know, you got those urges. But I, I say it is in our nature, man. It, you know, it, it's it's sad to say because you see something It's just like I think a lot of it has to do nowadays with the media, social media, the TV, and what they present and what they say things are, you know, supposed to look like and what you want. You know, they're putting all this stuff in your face just like that's what's weighing heavy on the women. It, it's heavy on yeah. them. And become a situation where the women are trying to do these things so that they attract us. And it's hard for us because we still want to say you see a chick walking down looks like Kim Kardashian. Not now because she's terrible now. I mean, your God. But, you know, when she was right, you see that and you're like, wow, you know. There are things that, you you know, it's hard, it's hard for some men to keep control like a younger man. You know, he's going to go ahead and, and, and hunt, just like my man said earlier. We It's in us to hunt. You know, it's just in us. <laughs> of course, you know, I don't hunt. I call what you call fake hunt, you know. <laughs> I, I'm not going to do a damn thing. But, you know, it's nice to know, well, yeah, okay, yeah, I could do that. But, you know, I ain't going to mess with you. Leave me alone now. I'm just playing, you know. But, uh, <laughs> you know, that's. It's just in us to do that, man. I, I really okay. do think, you know, most men can sit there and try to lie and say it's not, but it, even if they don't get those urges out, they want to. It's in their mind. It's in their mind. Okay. Now, on um, Twitter, let's see, Morgan chimed in, and she says, no, society tells men that it's in their nature, but I believe that a man and a woman is going to do whatever they want. 
So she doesn't think that it's something that's in that lies within men. But Rady, what do you think, man? Do you think it's in a man's nature, or in some men's nature, to lie and and or cheat? Well, I think it 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 all depends on you know the environment you grow up in and you know who you hang around. You know, as you know, when you're younger, you see a lot of girls, whether it's high school, college, junior high, and you want to experiment with different things and you want to try different things. So I think, you know, as you get older, you mature, and you start getting into more serious relationships. You don't really feel like running around and all that type of stuff. I got to hide my phone and I got to say I'm over here when I'm really over there and stuff like that. I mean, that's kind of what you do in your 20s and what you do in your teens. As you get older, you know, you should grow out of that. If a woman is with a dude and he's still chasing women and stuff like that and you're supposed to be in a serious relationship, you got to cut that off because if a guy's 40 and he ain't learned yet, he ain't never going to learn. So, you know, I don't think that it, that's in your nature. I think it's just that it's something that guys do and other guys expect other guys to do it, and that's the culture that everybody's in. But you don't have to do it because when we say men, most of the time we talk in black and white. We ain't talking Indian and Chinese and all this other kind of stuff because those guys know how to act. You know, more than likely we talking black, we talking white. So I don't believe it's a it's in in us. It's something that we learn and we adapt to, but we don't have to do. Okay, Crystal, and I'll sit back and grab my popcorn on this one. Mm. <laughs> well, I've said this so many times. It's, it's you know, <laughs> of course, men lie. It's just it, I think I think it is part of their nature. I do think it's um, now okay. You know, between nature and nurture, all right, you can say, well, it's part of what they grew up with. And I think it is. Some of it is um, learned behavior, of course, as opposed to just genetics and just what they, you know, instinctively do. So a mixture of that, you know. But um, but I also think that, you know, when you talk about uh, nature, I think it has a lot to do with the bi- uh, biologically. You know, men want to have sex. It's the testosterone within inside of them, so it, it you know it, it kind of pushes them to do certain things that doesn't normally make sense because they're trying to get a goal, and the goal is to have sex. <laughs> however, that however it takes to do it, so they tell little lies, um, and then the lie turns into a bigger lie, like you know, uh, of course I love you, or of course you're the only one, or whatever, <laughs> kind of a thing. Uh, whatever it takes to get her to have sex with him, you know, so, or what he thinks it will take, or, you know, so, I mean, I think it's just a natural thing, most women know this, so they just stand there and they just look at you, you know, <laughs> and they're, they're, they're letting you get the lie out, you know, it's almost mm-hmm. like a, a game with us, too, it's definitely a game with me, I love allowing men uh, a chance to lie, it's beautiful. You know, because you're just sitting there watching them lie. It's like it's amazing. You know, and they just it gets more and more elaborate as they go along. It's just, it's funny as hell. <laughs> you know, but they they continue with it, and they just keep going and going. 
But anyway, um, but most of the time we know they're lying. We lie to ourselves, you know, because we know they're lying, but we lie to ourselves and say, no, maybe he's not lying. You know, maybe he really does love me. You know, maybe he really does want to be with me. Maybe he is going to leave her. Maybe she is treating him. You know, whatever. You know, we say, we say all this shit yeah, nah, to ourselves. Not. No, he's not, okay? <laughs> he's never going to leave his wife, okay? Sorry, women. He's never going to leave his wife. He's never going to leave his main girlfriend. And you know who the main one is. And you know you didn't. if you're not it, there is someone somewhere. So, but, um, yeah, I do think it's it's a mixture of nature and nurture. Um, which makes men do the things that they do. Okay. All right. Well, uh, you know, it's self-explanatory, fellas. I mean, you know, some guys lie because they can. Um, they stand to gain nothing from the lie, but there's some who will do it anyway. And the cheating kind of goes the same way. Some guys cheat just because they can. Um that doesn't justify it by any means, but, I mean, I I don't think it's in a guy's nature to lie or cheat. I just think, um, I think Ray mentioned something about it being cultural, how you were raised, and, um, you know, how you respond to peer pressure a lot of times. But, all right, number five of five things that men need to stop doing, stop forgetting what your woman shares with you. Pay attention. And let me go to Eminem on this. Eminem, why is it so hard for some guys to pay attention to their women? You know, they don't know what she likes, dislikes. They don't know her what size clothes she wear, her favorite things. Why is it so hard for some guys? Eminem? Eminem. All right, let me try about Dr. Willis. I think... um think that, to be blunt and to be honest, I think that men simply just don't give a damn about the things that women care about. <laughs> and not all, not all things, but I'm saying, I'm being, I'm being switch. I, I mean, at least from my perspective, I think that we don't give a damn about your favorite color, all right, unless we're getting ready to, you know, get you something in that color or whatever. But, I mean, we don't care about that. Now, I know a lot of guys are probably going to clean that up and say they do because they, the woman probably listen to whatever, who knows, but we just, I mean, some of the stuff that they that they find or that they try to hold on to, we don't care about. I mean, we're we're not good with dates. We're not good with like, uh, you know, just many old freaking information. Now, even even some of the big stuff elude us, like birthdays and, and anniversary dates and stuff like that. I mean, we have to write that shit down or put it in a damn phone or something. Because that's not how our, you know. That's not how our brain is wired to retain information. Now, if we got a damn truck or something, we got to fix or we got to, you know something that, that's going to require mechanical parts or something like we'll remember shit. Like we'll remember that because to us that's stuff that we gravitate to. And I'm not saying that's right. And I may get freaking jacked by all the women listening right now for saying that. But I mean, a lot of the information that they that they hold dear to them is. Really irrelevant to us. And I hate to even say that, but that, I mean it's kind of the truth. Mm-mm. Crystal, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I have to agree. Uh, I, I have to agree. Men and women are simply, and I'll use the word that Bobby used, wired. We're wired differently. We think differently, and there are many reasons for that. Um, just naturally, and I think that is ridiculous and illogical for a woman or man to think that 
especially women, because we, we, we do a lot of thinking. That's what we do. We sit and think about what our man is doing and whatever. And But men don't do that. And um, not to say that men don't care. I do think that some men, when they're in love with a woman, especially ones that they spend a lot of time with and they've, had, they've maybe had children with and they're married to or whatever, they do know certain things about them just by virtue of living with them and being with them, especially if they have a bond where they're mm-hmm. actually friends and there are things that they know about each other um, just on the general level, like you know about things about your children or your your mom or, you know, your friends. Those are the kind of, kind of relationships where those kinds of things happen. The problem is um, most of our relationships aren't going to be like that. Those are rare relationships that maybe happen once or twice in your lifetime. And you're usually not involved with that person when you're when you're having all these issues. Um, you're involved with someone who really doesn't give a shit about you. He, you know, he's just not that into you. I mean, he doesn't care because mm-hmm. you know whatever he's gotten from you, he's he's good until it's time to get it again. <laughs> then you know, then he'll pay attention to that. So I, but I do agree that mainly women and men don't think alike. We and we shouldn't expect each other to have the same types of reactions, not the same feelings. That's different. A man can love a woman and a woman can love a man, but it doesn't mean that we react the same way to the kind of feelings that we're having. They can be just as strong, but we express them differently. And so um, I so I agree with what he had to say. Okay. All right. Very interesting. And um, I think that for the most part, um, some guys just don't pay attention for whatever reason. Um, they should know certain things. Like like Bobby said, there's just some things you just don't care about. However, if it's important to her, then, you know, it should be something that's important to you. And that's just something people need to, guys need to kind of tighten up on. But, all right, just wanted to throw those things out to you all again. Five things for women. Stop treating your man like a child. Stop relying on a man to read your body language and your mind. Stop putting your kids before your man, your husband. Maybe I should say husband. Stop flirting with other men um, when you're in a relationship. And stop manufacturing arguments, making something out of nothing. For guys, stop expecting your significant other to do everything around the house. Stop comparing real women to Photoshop magazine women. Stop street harassing and catcalling. Stop lying and cheating. And stop forgetting what your woman shares with you. I think if everyone does, at least attempts to do those five things, they'll probably see um, some more positive results in their relationships. Now, on tomorrow's show, I don't have a main topic as of yet. I will take suggestions tonight if you want. Uh, The secondary topic will be renaming things that may or may not be racist. For example, if a street was named after a Klansman back in 1940, should we change the name of it today, or is it a part of history? That and more on September 23rd, Wednesday at 10 p.m. Eastern on the Talk to Q radio show. No experts, just opinions. Brought to you by Truth Devourer, Crystal Hickerson, and Knots for Change. Final thoughts. You can discuss anything we've gone over tonight. And you can discuss um, this particular topic that I'm about to bring up. And I think, um, Bobby, you might have commented on it in the T2Q group on Facebook. But uh, there was a picture that I posted of a kid who 
did his or her homework in cursive writing. And a teacher wrote on the paper, um, made a comment about the cursive writing. Uh, let me see if I can find the exact quote. It said, stop writing your name in cursive. You have had several warnings. Okay. So it's in red ink. The teacher was scolding the child for writing in You was breaking up real bad. I didn't know you called me. Uh, okay. Um, yeah. Um, all right. So as far as the uh, the cursive handwriting is concerned, it's like I said, uh, a lot of folks don't realize that cursive was developed as a mean of a uh, for speeding up, for for writing a little bit faster. So uh, you know to save a little time because uh, when you write cursive, it's a whole lot faster than writing manuscript. Two, because you're writing cursive, it's it's harder to um, copy. Your strokes, certain strokes on certain letters. So that was used as a way to non repudiate when you sign up for an official document. Now that we are entering into a digital age, well, we're already pretty much there, but we're going away from paper to everything's going to be electronically signed. They have incorporated non repudiation into these uh, these electronic uh, uh, forms and things like that. So that way, what non repudiation does for those who may not be familiar. It basically says that you can't say you didn't send something, and they can't say they didn't receive it, or that they didn't receive it from you. So that's what no repudiation does, and that's what that was the whole purpose of writing cursive. Because, like I say, you can when you write manuscript, that's the easiest thing to copy. You can copy those strokes on those those letters, but you, it's very difficult to copy uh, the strokes on uh, um, cursive writing. You know, and they and, and and they have ways to know that when if they're, those letters have been traced or anything like that. So that's that's what that was the purpose of that. So that's why it's going away with now. That's why they're not teaching it to young kids now because by the time they get older, it may be completely gone, or it may just be a relic. So that's my um, my thoughts on the curse of hand right now. As far as the teacher, the punishment part of it, if the teacher is telling you not to do something, and you're constantly breaking that rule, then mm-hmm. I can see punishment as suitable in this situation. I, everybody's looking at it from the cursor writing aspect. Oh, she just wanted to write cursor. No, the teacher is telling her not to do something. So if she's constantly doing it, she's breaking a, a, a rule or a norm of that classroom. And so punishment follows that. All right, it just, it's no different than being in your house, even though it may not be a, a, a law or something against it, but if you tell your kid not to do something, you expect that kid to follow that law, that norm in your house, That no different in the classroom. Those teachers have to be the parent, and they have to be the disciplinarian when when you're not there because your kids are with them all day. So uh, that's my two cents on that. Uh, one part, uh, as far as uh, closing the show tonight with my final thoughts, I'm just going to hit on one part uh, since it was ten of them. But uh, the one about lying and cheating, if it you know if it's uh, in men nature or whatever, I think cheating is part of our nature, and lying has been a result of nurture. And I explain this. Folks don't realize that we are a higher echelon of animals. And if you look at any species in the animal kingdom, with the exception of maybe 10, and I pulled that number out of my hands, but it may be lower than that. Every male species have to, uh, or is hardwired to get maximum number of females so that his bloodline can be propagated when he's no longer there. Mm-hmm. So we're no different. 
It's just that because we're a higher echelon of animal, our way of thinking has evolved, and our women didn't like that so much. They didn't like competing against each other so much. So then they started making noise. We started listening, and then we said, "Okay, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna shine this. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna shine this act right here." And so now it became a part of the society to say, "Okay, well, multiple women is out." All right. And it took a while to get down to that point, you know. So now that now that we're shunning this act, that's when nurture started to come in with the lies because now it's still in our DNA to try to get the maximum number of women to continue our bloodline. But now we got to fight against because our society said, "Hey, that's not right." So what we do now is when we get when we get caught up in the urge of our wild side to go do those things, now we have to develop a lie to hide that, or risk getting shamed by our community or our culture, or our society. So that's the nurture part of it. And I know folks don't like the explanation because they think they're okay because we're human and, you know, it's what you grew up around. Trust me, Asians, uh, Indians, all of them cheat. They cheat too. I've seen it. I, I got, I got, I got, you go to USC Charlotte, there's nothing but Indians there, and Asians, especially in the computer science, um, in the computer science department and stuff, right? Nothing but that. There's very few blacks and whites. And I'm telling you, I've seen it with my own eyes. We all do it. We all do it. It's just that some of us are better at it. Some of us have completely evolved to the point where we don't do it. We we can restrict it. But you can't tell me a single man out there that don't just even look off and, and long for another woman in some capacity, but then he brings himself right back to it because he knows that he got what he wants right there beside him. It happens. We still, we still are subjected to it, but some of us learn how to control it while others can't. And that's when the lies come in because now you know, in order to maintain – our status in our society and not be shamed for it, we have to develop a lie to cover that act. And that's why I talked to my two cents for tonight. You guys, uh, it was wonderful talking it up with y'all, and I look forward to the next time. All right, Dr. Willis, doing your thing. Please just try to make cheating biological, but... (laughs) 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 You know, Bobby's giving a science lesson, say, so ladies, you have to understand, this is history, this is biology. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we going to do it. All right. I appreciate that, man. Thanks for coming on. And uh, Daddy Rich. Yep, 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 man. Good show, man. Uh, it's always nice to be on. It's nice to be on with everybody. Uh, man, the teacher, man, just like, you know, Dr. Willis said, man, the teacher said don't do something, just don't do it. You know, that's that's the way it is. The teacher tells you, you got to do this page right here for homework. That's what you do. Teacher tells you to write manuscript. You write manuscript. Write, write in cursive, write in cursive. That's, it's, it's that simple. Uh, and I'll go with the cheating thing too, man. You know, everybody just needs to go back to the way it used to be, man. You know, there used to be strong family values back in the day, man. You know, my parents, they've been together for 40-something years. You know, uh, of course, there's problems. But the problem with today's people is just as soon as problems occur, they run. You know, you don't agree with the other other person on certain things, you get somewhere or you find somebody that is gonna soothe you at the time, then you just you leave. And that's the that's the problem nowadays. These kids are not uh giving the family a chance and that's why these younger kids are the way they are, man. Uh we have all this chaos because family values have been have been lost in America, not just in the black homes, 
also in the white homes, man. It's, it's, it's spreading across, man. You know, the values of family need to be taught, and they need to be stuck. And that'll make family strong, and then you'll see less of the cheating and people doing things outside of the box of their partner, man. And, you know, it's all about family, man, and how somewhat of how you're brought up, you know, but, you know, even, you know, even there there are some things that people hide, but they hid it for a reason so that you understand that you're not supposed to do that regardless of whether they did it or not. That's their deal. But mm-hmm. you got to respect them for trying to show you the right things. Uh, you know, my parents, they instilled in me to do the right thing by family. And like I said, if you do that, then you, you won't stray away. You stay on the path. And it's hard because, like the man, you know, he said, you know, we it, it is in us, man. It's just in us. You know, the hunt is in us. Women like to look good for the, the other women and for men. You know, they, they like that. They they want to be seen. They want to be told they look good and things like that. And somewhat they can take it too far. But what you have to remember when you're cheating, that's just to soothe and appease you at that time. And once that's over with, you're going to think about, the repercussions of what's about to happen to your ass later on because if you're a good person and you do that, you're going to tell on yourself just by the way you act. And you may just tell it, you know, just because it's just rattling in your head. And, uh, you know, good show, though, Q, man. I love it. And hopefully, you know, my boy will be on next next week, man, next Tuesday. We can chop it up. Okay. That's what I'm hoping for, man. I love to speak to him. And um, Daddy Rich is trying to set us up with a nice interview with someone tied to the NFL. So we hope all that goes through. And uh, Ray, go ahead, man. Your final thoughts on the things men and women shouldn't do and about the kid that wrote in cursive. I mean, the kid that wrote in cursive, I think you got to do whatever the teacher asks you to do as long as there's nothing illegal or immoral about it. But, you know... I think if he broke the rules, he should be dealt with. Now, as far as um, the men and women situation, I think that, you know, and this is just, 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 just real. That's the way I keep it. You know, I don't try to impress nobody or make somebody feel a certain way about me and this and that. I just tell it the way it is. Some people like Mm -hmm. it, some people don't. But I think that if a woman works and brings money into the house ain't no way in else he's supposed to do all the fucking work by the house because she's paying bills she's adding to the household now to each his own house people feel what they want to think or whatever the case is it shouldn't be that way in, in my opinion <laughs> because you can do something with your hands as well you know, okay, well, if I'm home, let me start cooking. Or, you know, if you're working late, let me vacuum around here or get some clothes in the washer and all that. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Now, as far as the cheating thing goes, you know, I hear a lot of this in your nature and everything else. Of course, you always going to see things you like. And, of course, you always going to have urges to act on certain things. It's just like seeing girls 15 or 16 years old. They might be pretty. They might be sexy. 
but you as a man have to control your urges. And you say, oh, that's different. No, it's not different. If you see somebody sexy, you see somebody sexy. But you as a man have to make a conscious decision to say, oh, that's nothing but a child, man. Let me move on. Right. You could do the same thing with other women if you want to, but it's up to you whether you want to. Like I say, don't get me wrong. I did what I had to do and all that too, but I made the choice to do that. I'm not saying it was in me. My daddy didn't teach me that shit. My granddaddy, nobody. I made that decision. And the first thing men have to do is take accountability for the actions. Sure. Not talking about, well, you know, I had not nothing to do, man. It was like this and that. Okay. Oh, don't get me wrong. We all in the whorehouse and there's ten holes all over everybody. Yeah, something's going to go down. But don't put yourself in that situation. But other than that, you know, great show, great topic. Good to hear everybody's opinion. Even if I do disagree with it, I like to hear what everybody got to say. So uh, we're going to have some zone coverage after this one. No doubt. All right. All right. I appreciate that, man. And Eminem? Oh, man. Uh, great show, man. Uh, uh, on the curse of writing thing, you know, everybody has some good comments. Uh, I'm just in awe that, you know, uh, that's a problem. So that obviously is a good school if, if that's the biggest issue that teacher got. So. That's that's uh, that's what's up. <laughs> Excuse me. Mm. But, uh, um, as far as the uh, uh, what I want to say about the the as- aspect of a man, you know, uh, cheating or whatever. Great points made about that as well. Uh, I want to flip the script just a little bit and flip it over to the women. But still talking about the man, about the man. It's just like, you know, it's funny how, you know, you hear women complaining about this and, you know, how this guy or these guys or whatever. But at the same time, um, somewhere something got off track. You know, mm-hmm. um, that the, the attributes or what made a man a good man or a quality man was looked at as you know, uh, weak, boring, shit like that. And what you get is pretty much what you wanted. You know, it's just that this is the shit grandmother warned you about. You know, that boy right there ain't going to be no good. So a lot of times, you know, when 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 I hear about, you know, people, uh, especially from a female side standpoint of it, complaining about, you know, a guy possibly cheating or uh, lying and all this stuff like that. But my thing is, you know, was this a case of where you was trying to make this guy be the type of guy he was not cut out to be from the jump? You know, we're not talking about, you know, something crazy happened where, you know, this guy was the all-American dugger and now he's, you know, doing this or doing that. You know, we're talking about the motherfucker who's been, you know, shot 50 times, he already got ten kids for ten different women, so I mean, uh, he's cheating. He has babies. Okay, okay. Uh, next, you know, what I'm saying 
like <laughs> God dang, like God damn, you know. But uh, but uh, point number two about all that, you know, on the guys aspect. Uh, one one point that uh, my cousin made a little bit earlier, he said like uh, 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 I forgot how he put it, but it made sense like how with sometimes your 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 whole thoughts on the whole thing is could be environment. Now, uh, growing up in where I grew up, you know, a lot of times it was like the, you know, considered the norm. You know, I mean, nobody said it was right, but, I mean, it was considered like, oh, okay, you know, pretty much like, well, as long as, you know, pretty much the thing was like, shit, man, you know, no big deal, you know, as long as you ain't gay. Now, that ain't some shit I got from, heard from my you know, my dad or nothing like that, but I'm just saying, but just in the environment itself, that was kind of like a prevalent thing. And uh, mm-hmm. so, you know, that had a lot to do with it. And uh matter of fact, uh, it, it had so much to do with it, even though this is not specifically on this topic, but to show you how men think, I got to give a big shout-out to my uncle, who's also a raised uncle. Well, we got multiple uncles, but we have an uncle that's 63, in a wheelchair, and he has a 28-year-old girlfriend that I met Sunday. So uh, the game's still being laid. He laid a good foundation. Oh, you got to tell me about that, girl. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> hey, 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 he ain't ass-stepping either, so, I mean, so. Oh, man? Yeah. So, uh, you know, uh, so a lot of times a guy's fidelity depends on, you know, his uh, emptiness of the wallet uh, and lack of power. Uh, And the reason I say this is this. The true temptation of a man, and and don't get me wrong, there are some great guys out there, great guys out there, but if you really want to put a a check mark on them being a great guy, give them two things. Give them money and give them some kind of power and influence. Now, if they can balance that and still be a great guy, they are a great guy. But if not, they're going to be just like everybody else to fall down. You know, I remember I, how we used to watch Jimmy Swagger growing up on the preaching and stuff and crying and stuff, and they start catching him with all them holes and shit, man. You know, and, uh, you, know I mean, you know, that power started getting to him. So, you know, same way with this, this Duggar son. And I'm just saying, man, it's just like if – I, I don't try to bring good guys down, but it's just like, man, when I see people and they, they are genuinely good people, the only guy I can see that look like he can actually have money and power and not even think about no hoes is somebody like Ben Carson. I had to question if he even got nuts. Now, don't get me wrong, I, I respect the hell out of his, his mental capacity, but he just kind of different, you know. Uh, but, uh but you know, and and point number three, of course, you know, with anything different relationships. I mean, I don't even know the purpose of these these topics. If you know, if Bill thirteen thirteen went through, you know, everything would be harmonious. You know, I think I done said it about a thousand times. You know, you turn that filter on. You know, you let the hoes be hoes. You let the Johns be Johns. You let the players play. You know, and let it stay where it lay. You know what I'm saying? And and you know, whatever's left. That little bits of sand that come out, you know, you have people walking around looking like, you know, the cleavers and shit, you know, or the Huxtables or whatever, you know. So well, I guess the Huxtables ain't a good word no more, supposedly. But uh, yeah, you know, it used to be. 
Yeah. So same thing, man. You 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 a black man worth a billion dollars? Yeah, you gonna knock something. But you know, yeah, you ain't gotta rape nobody. But yeah, you gonna, you know, that old dick gonna wake up. Shit, man. You seen all these damn. <laughs> no, that's different. If you a if you a regular dude, if you a regular dude, yeah, you know, just like I ain't gonna lie, I was in Walmart like you know yesterday, and man, I turn around and I'm like, good lord. But like I say, shit, man, I scrapped up for. A few pencils and shit, you know, but uh, but you know, I could just imagine, you know, with my brain capacity, shit, sitting up there and I'm worth damn near a billion dollars, and I'm just saying, shit, man, you know, it's hard to turn your head, you know, like, cause you know you can actually have that, you know, right. uh, 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 sh- uh, shoot at it right to get it. So, right, uh, I-, I really applaud um, Obama <laughs> and uh, you know people like that, Ben Carson and. Uh, you know, uh, motherfuckers like that, man. That that impressed me. But you know, a guy talking about, you know, oh shit, man. I've been the, you know, the school cafeteria work for thirty years, and I've been married for forty. I mean, I was like, okay, that's nice, but yeah, I, I don't really know what what your mind like though, you know. But you get that some bitch with Cadillac and about forty thousand dollars <laughs> untaxed in his pocket and. Niggas hoeing in town. Now. <laughs> Hell yeah. That motherfucker hitting shit he wish he could have hit back in 69. You know? <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. I, I missed my cue on the. I'm going to get that in. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was waiting for you. I'm Will Robinson. This is the daily. Say so what now? <laughs> that was my bad. <laughs> All right. Well, I appreciate it, Eminem. And Chris, sh- shut it down for me, please. Writing in cursive and anything else you want to add. All right. Well, um, I'll be quick because everybody said everything, really. Um, cursive writing, just the same thing as what everyone said. Regarding just do what the teacher said, obviously she said it before. That's why she wrote it on there. Um, I'm sure there was a reason, a backstory to that, and, you know, they didn't pay attention to it. Um, as far as the men and women, um, like I said before, basically we're different. We think differently. We react differently to many different emotional things. So, um, something that, um, you, a woman may feel that a a man should be reacting to, um, it's just, it's, it's really, it's not going to happen. I've seen it in my line of work. I've worked with parents who have lost kids uh, to death, and they react differently. Men and women react differently um, to grief, to emotional issues. And But the couple are thinking that they should be reacting exactly the same way, and it just doesn't happen that way. And um, so it's just the same thing with everything else, you know, in, in life. Men react differently. So... I think with men and women, I don't think it's it's necessary for us to be exactly the same in order to get along. I think it's the differences between us uh, which makes us um, attract each other because we bring different things to the table. There are things that um, a woman can bring that a man needs in his life mm-hmm. and vice versa. So um, I think there's a reason for that. And I think we should um, celebrate it as opposed to trying to make Men be the perfect little female, <laughs> and and well, men don't want the woman to be a man, but 
you know. So, but he wants her to, to forget things and just look over things. So I think we should just have an understanding. Once we know that on a general level, then I think that is the way that we're able to get along better is, in the, you know, to agree to disagree, to agree that this is who I am, this is who you are, and but together we can, you know, make a great partnership, a great family. So, But anyway, really good show. Um, I enjoy the different um, comments, all of them, um, regarding <laughs> your, your topics, which were really good. I like the list. And um, Thank you very much. The next show. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much, ma'am. I appreciate you hanging on during this uh, panel full of men. I mean, hopefully you'll get that consistent support, consistent support someday. <laughs> but I applaud you for not being scared to mix it up in a room full of, full of testosterone. And uh, I might call out uh, some of these folks on Facebook who have been commenting on things but haven't called in, like Tiandra and. Um, Erica Parker, who I haven't heard from in ages. You all remember Erica? She's one of the two sisters from Kentucky that called in back in the day. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's some like, young chicks, wasn't it? Yeah, she's like just about everything I posted on Facebook tonight. I ain't heard from her in a minute. So I'm about to message her, see what she's up to. She must have found a man. So. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, that's but, uh, that's just... <laughs> I mean, I would have said that about a, a dude that he must have found a woman. Folks disappear, there's something going on in their life. So. Hey, hey, Q, but I, I wonder if it's some of that street code stuff. It's like, you know, oh, I'm with somebody now, so that means the dude out. And then when he locked up, oh, I'm single. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that, that could be a possibility. You never know what's going on in people's lives. So. You never know. But all right. I appreciate you all. We are going to have some zone coverage afterwards. So, Crystal, I will bid you adieu. But my thanks to yep. truthdevour.com, crystalshow.com, and Knots for Change. Thanks to my show legends, callers, tweet chatters, and others for participating on tonight's show. The upcoming show schedule can be found at talktoq.com. If you want to hear previous shows, then subscribe to me on iTunes or the Good Radio Network and get caught up. Everyone have a good night. Stay tuned for some zone coverage. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? We got something to prove tonight, and we start the whole circle thing off. Hell, we need to stay moved. We're not out. Let's go. I am the greatest. Go play intramurals, brother. They are who we thought they were. You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. You play to win. Do you have any questions? I got a question. You got an excuse tonight, Roy? Playoffs? What are you talking about? Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. We don't need no meows, we don't need no cats, we need more dogs. But we talking about practice, man. What are we talking about? Practice?
That's for anybody. Some some of them are going to be. You what I think? Yeah, I was talking, but she, I was on mute. Yeah, I was on mute too. But, but yeah, um, I, I think 2011 has a chance to surpass them, but they have a long way to go. And you know, a guy like Alden Smith, you never know. I mean, he just got so much talent, man. I wish he just get it together on the field. But I mean, with Justin Houston playing the way he's playing, and of course. Like I say, the best I ever seen JJ Watt. If he can keep doing what he's doing, they have a great chance, but they have a they have a long way to go still. So, I mean, you got to go with the '85 squad until at least I would say probably four more years before we can really give an opinion on that. But um, it's a great group though. Both both groups are great. Okay. I think, uh, yeah, I, I was gonna say. Uh, I mean, I, I definitely agree with what Ray said, but I, I think the the 2011 group has a great chance of passing it. But I was gonna say it for a different reason. Not taking nothing away from the 2011 guys, but it's a whole different era. It's like, you know, damn near every game, people are passing on every down. So you got a better chance of getting a sack. See what I'm saying? So. The, uh, just playing the, just looking at the the statistics on it, it works more in the favor of modern era players that are very talented. First of all, but you know, um, where some guys didn't see a pass till third or fourth down. I mean, shit, it's from the jump, you know. Um, yeah, but you can you can also argue that they're getting the ball quicker. These oh yeah, days. that too. I mean, they, I mean they're more athletic. I was gonna say that you know they're more athletic and. You know the game has changed, so that that works heavily in the favor of uh, 2011, eventually surpassing that as a group. I mean, because when you look at it, um, all right, like right now, between Justin Houston, JJ White, Von Miller, Miller, and Alden Smith, they have 205 and a half sacks. And keep in mind, what, Von Miller, what, missed a season? Yeah. Didn't he miss a season? Alden Smith has been has been out, yeah, like crazy. So 205 and a half sacks in four, well, this is just starting to, uh, yeah, this is starting the fifth season. So in fourth season, 205 and a half sacks. When you look at Bruce Smith, Reggie White, Kevin Green, and Chris Dolman, they have 708 and a half sacks. So if these guys, these guys right now are on pace, if they play 10 years to um, surpass these guys, looks like, you know, and just to let you know how, how stout that 85 group was, here are some other people that were in that group. Simon Fletcher, 
right? You know, he had 97 and a half sacks, right, with Denver. Y'all remember Ray Childress. He's played with the Oilers for a minute. 76 and a half. Freddie Nunn. 67 and a half. I mean, all of these guys are like in the, you know, like top 100 career sack list and everything. And um, like I said, in 2011, you still have Robert Quinn, who's a great defensive end down with the Rams. Cameron Jordan, who I think is um, with the Dolphins, right? Um, so, nah, man, both he's of with, uh, he with uh, New Orleans, isn't he? Oh, maybe I'm doing no, Cameron White. Maybe I'm doing Cameron White. Cameron White. Yeah. Let's see. I'm trying to remember. Cameron Jordan. Uh, he is a saint. Yep. You're right. He is a saint. And he has 30 sacks already. So, I mean, so you're talking about someone who, I mean, a class, two classes, man, that are phenomenal. And so I said, I might have to start doing some research, man, to try to find a class of DBs and class of linebackers or something. But did, were you all aware of this? Uh, no, I wasn't. I mean, I, I wasn't. Was 2011 I, I, never, class, I never even heard of the class of 85 in those regards. You know, I knew Bruce Smith came out, but I wasn't sure about, you know, when the rest of the guys. I know it was around that time, but I didn't know it was all the same draft. Yeah. So just like there's a class of eighty three for quarterbacks, we got a class well, of eighty five. What about who? What about Greg Lloyd? He he was around that time, wasn't he? Um, you know, I want to say he came out. I want to say Greg Lloyd was around eighty eight. Oh, but let me. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he, he was eighty eight. Yeah, wait, I just thought he was heading further back than that. But if yeah, not. he started with Pittsburgh in eighty eight and. Yeah. He um he finished with fifty four and a half sacks. I would have guessed he had more sacks than he had. He only had double sacks in one year in nineteen ninety four, he had ten. But he was just what an intimidating about? and imposing figure. Hey, what year did uh Pat Swillins come out? Yeah. Good good Pat, good question. Pat Swillins. He came out and he was drafted in the nineteen eighty draft. Okay, oh, next year. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So there's some pass rushes that came out in the eighties look like. But alright, I just wanted to bring that up, man. I thought it was pretty cool. Something Dustin brought to my attention that I'm gonna keep an hey, eye on. For for the next show or the next week or somewhere before the season now, maybe you can find one for the uh offensive lineman or something. Yeah, I'm gonna start searching for these things, man, to see what I can come up with. Find one favorite position if I can. All right, so let's see. The Panthers beat the Texans 24-17. Yeah, I kind of saw that coming. Minnesota beat Detroit. Now, Minnesota has kind of established themselves as – officially established themselves as a force, even though they dropped their first game to the Vikings – I mean, to the um, 49ers. They handled business against Detroit, who I expected to be a lot better this year than what they are. um, Adrian Peterson, you know, 29 carries, 134 yards, but I think he fumbled like three times. I think he only lost one, but I think he fumbled three times. So he got to tighten that up. Um, Calvin Johnson, 10 receptions, 83 yards and a touchdown. Matthew Stafford was hurt. I think he's questionable for Sunday's game. He was one of many quarterbacks that was hurt this weekend. Uh, Let's see. Daddy Rich, Steelers, 43 
and the 49ers 18. Man, the Steelers really jumped on the 49ers, man. I didn't – it was 29-3 to at halftime, and this game could have been a lot worse. Yeah, here we come, baby. Here we come. The offense is, is doing this thing, man. The defense showed a little bit, man. They did a little better this week. Uh, but I think that's just because San Francisco's trying to find their way, you know. But San Francisco looked good their first game. I was surprised. It was kind of a it was kind of a big surprise. I thought they would give a better fight than they did. Uh but Big Ben looked man, he looked he looked really good. Now he didn't get hurt, but he looked really good. Uh the line looked very good, man. Uh D'Angelo Williams, didn't he score three touchdowns? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you know, that for an old guy, he's doing a great job filling in and we get the, the beast back uh, this coming up week. Levy on Bell. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So we're looking good, and then we'll get the other beats back in two more weeks. So we'll look real good, man. And I think those young cats on defense are starting to come around. They're, they're getting more. I think a lot of the defense's problem wasn't just uh, their play. I think it was the nastiness, just the aura, just bringing that, that, that funk, man. I think last week they brought the attitude, man, and I think they need to keep that. Okay. Well, um, I think the 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 beast on the team is definitely Antonio Brown. I mean, he's by far the best receiver in the NFL right now. I mean, this dude, nine catches, 195 uh, yards, and a touchdown. No doubt. No doubt. I, I, I take Antonio over Julio Jones right now. Even though Julio Jones has been balling. I don't know what happened to Roddy White Sunday. He didn't have a catch. I mean, Julio Jones is, is, is new on the scene pretty much, but – yeah, I, I had a – I mean, it's a good argument for either one of them, but, you know, mm-hmm. as, the, as the saying goes, big guys never get smaller, but fast guys get slower. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> but um, the 49ers, man, Kaepernick looked good, even though he ain't got nothing, he doesn't have a W to show for it. I mean, but this dude was 33 of 46, 335 yards, two touchdowns, and no interceptions. Um, and he ran for 51 yards. He had a great game, but he just didn't get a lot of that until late, until the game was kind of out of reach. And uh, Roethlisberger did his thing, 21 of 27, 369, and three touchdowns. And he's second only to Tom Brady for the lead, um, the lead in yards right now. Um, but, yeah, the Steelers are on the road. They're looking pretty good back at one and one. Um, after that first game, and 49ers dropped a one and one, so we'll see which direction they both go. But all right, let's see. Cincinnati 24-19 over the Chargers. Cincinnati is almost impossible to beat in Cincinnati. Um, I can't remember the last time they lost a game there, so they're very difficult to beat there. Um, Arizona yeah. with the breaks off of Chicago 48 to 23, and Jay Cutler went out, and that one after getting stiffed arm on a pick six. He wasn't playing poorly prior to that. Uh, But that's another quarterback that's down. Tampa Bay 26 and the Saints 19. Breeze went down, but they say he might play Sunday with a torn rotator cuff. Um, But, all right, so Jameis Winston, first game, you know, he wasn't all that great. This game, he was a little more respectable, 14 of 21, 207 yards and one TD, what a rookie supposed to do, essentially. 
Uh, Eminem, I mean, why? I mean, we. I think a lot of times the media kind of hypes up these Heisman winners and makes them more than what they're supposed to be. But man, these guys are still in a league where they've never seen defenses move this fast. Why do they expect so much from Heisman quarterbacks? Well, um, I, I think it's just just the over saturation of media coverage for one thing. I mean, I you know because they ain't got nothing to talk about. They ain't got nothing. I mean, it's just like so you can break down every aspect, and then you know my my media outlet is trying to find some aspect that yours can't find, and vice versa. So and you know, and then as as fans and and as spectators, you know, we just like bombarded with certain things, and and depending on how you spin the story, you know, they almost trying to make it seem to be the um, you know the uh, the hero and villain with the you know hero being Mariota and the villain being Winston and all that kind of shit you know ain't nobody saying it like that but that's kind of right. how it's being spent but right. uh, I I think Winston's doing a uh, uh, a great job uh, not great as in performance because it's understood he's on he's gonna suck you know until he gets better but at the same time you can see improvement just from last week to this week. I mean, he's a kid. He's going to have butterflies. You can you know. tell he wasn't he wasn't ready for that speed last week, man. He put some right. passes oh, out right. there and that he wasn't expecting those um, linebackers to be able to get. Exactly. And, and, and that made him have to focus more so on certain mechanics, all that boring stuff you learn in quarterback camps, you know, steps and drops and timing and all that when – you know, in college, you know, you could just like, okay, if all this fails, and even if I do something wrong, shit, man, I'm, I'm, you know, Garage, you know, I sure. can uh, outrun or bowl over somebody. But you know, in the NFL, you learn real quick. Like, damn, all these jokers fast, all these jokers strong. You yeah, know, that guy's flipping me over one hand, and I ain't never felt that before. So, right, you know, I think he's doing good, and um. I know the Tampa fans got to be happy. Shit, they already damn near won half the games they did last year. <laughs> and uh, and now, like I say, then uh, you know, shout out to Lovey Smith too because I think that he's you know he 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 went after his guy and this time he's doing it with his guy and Winston seems to not want to let the team guy. That's one thing right. a lot of brothers don't get. You know, they get pegged as this you know media hogs and. You know, I'm a brand and, you know, how many cars and holes I got. But when somebody comes out thinking team first, they're not, they're not pumping that up at all. So that's why I have to say it. Yeah. And Love is, and, uh, is doing better than the coach they kicked him out for in Chicago because that whole shit done fell down in Chicago. That ain't even a team no more. Mm-hmm. Now, Dr. Willis, um, the the Saints I think have lost six home games in a row. I think that's what I heard Sunday. I'm not sure. Uh, what's happened to their home field advantage, man? The Saints. <laughs> oh man, you know, I don't know. I I, I think it might be the team. I, the fans seem to still be with them, and you know, the fans are still rah rah about it and everything. I just think I don't know if it's a chemistry issue in the locker room or. You know, these guys ain't believing in themselves or something, but I, I don't I don't think it's so much the fans. Hey, I Bobby, it, might be, it might be Darren Sproles and Jimmy Graham to start with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it might be something in that locker room that's going on, but 
Uh, I can't put this one on the fans. Uh, uh, the fans are still, you know, they're still going strong right now. I don't like them too much, but that's the thing. There's something going on, though. They're going to be breaking out them bags in a little bit. They don't tighten up. And uh, now Marcus Mariota had the uh, opportunity to play back-to-back Heisman winners. He played Winston in the first one and Johnny Manziel in the second game. Johnny Manziel got the best of them um, with his new best friend, Travis Benjamin. Uh, But Marcus Mariota was 21 of 37, 257 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. So he had a pretty good game. Tennessee just right now, I don't think they have an identity um, as far as what they're doing. But, uh, man, Travis Benjamin, man, that dude's been killing it over the last couple of weeks. So um, Travis Javinsky Benjamin. Out of the U. So, fourth-round pick is starting to pay some dividends for the Browns right now. All right. Um, Atlanta beat the New York Giants 24-20. to And um, the Giants played a little tougher than what I expected. Actually had that game in the bag until Atlanta got loose in the fourth quarter. Uh, Julio Jones, 13 receptions, 135 yards. Um, again, Roddy White without a catch. I don't know what's going on with that dude. Um, Odell Beckham had a good game, seven catches, 146 yards, and a touchdown, including a 67-yarder. And um, this was just a situation where, for one, the Giants couldn't run the ball. Um, Andre Williams had 43 yards rushing, so they really didn't get much down on the ground. Not to say that Atlanta did, but uh, when it all came down to it, Atlanta had the time of possession. They did better on third down, and um, they just, you know, Overall, just just able to, to outlast the Giants in this one in a game that I thought the Giants were going to pull off. Um, let's see, Doctor Willis, your Patriots really looked like they were going off to the races against the Bills, and the Bills scored a lot of points late in the fourth. Now I didn't see what happened in the fourth, so I don't know if they were garbage points or not. So you got to let me yeah. know. Did the Bills did the Bills make a run at them, or was it just garbage? I'm down here in Texas, so I couldn't get it either, and I ain't got uh, I don't have a satellite, so you know, I, I, I'm 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 dealing with the cable stuff. But I can tell you right now, just from just from the uh, stats and all the stuff that I read, it, it was probably mostly garbage points. But at the same time, though, you know, not to take anything away from the Bills, our defense is known to have a lull toward the end of the game, especially when we we got to lead. Uh, these guys, they don't understand. They got to keep playing until that clock leaves zero zero zero. You know, mm-hmm. and they don't, and you know, we don't do that. It's kind of like, um, you know, like my LSU squad. Even though they played lights out this this past Saturday, you know what I'm saying? It, it sometimes our defense just once once we get up there, or once we um, got a lead, they just for some reason take a step back. And I think that's what happened in that game with the Bills. You know, um, you know, because in the fourth quarter, usually that's that's right around garbage point time. You know, but my thing is this: if we're close or we're in the lead. I'm not too much worried about it because you know if, yeah, you got to have a blowout on uh, you got to have a huge lead with us going into the third or fourth quarter to win a game with us because it's, if you give Brady a chance he's gonna eat you alive so I wasn't threatening but I was keeping up with the score online and stuff and I, I kind of figured that was uh, garbage points and our defense probably just took took a freaking quarter off or something. Yeah, I mean Tom Brady right now is the equivalent of a. Uh, of a like a Jason no of a Liam Neeson movie where you know <laughs> someone took his daughter and now he's just killing everybody 
they don't walk up there sleeping giant, man, with all these, these accusations and all that bullshit. He's showing folks that he don't have to cheat or whatever they want to claim and say he's doing, you know what I'm saying, to win football games. Well, he's I mean, great. I mean, I, I'd hate to see him with a deflated football right about now because he's killing it with the ones that are, that are filled with air. But this dude, you know, he leads the league in, um, in yardage right now, like 754 yards or something like that. He has seven touchdowns, no interceptions. And um, he destroyed a good Buffalo team, a, a Buffalo defense that I thought was probably the best in the league. They're definitely top three. Definitely top three up there with the Jets and the Texans. But he just destroyed them, man. I watched most of the first half. And, um, I mean, at halftime, you know, it was 24 to 13. And then they went up uh, 37 to, to 13. And I thought it was over. And I think I started watching something else. But, uh, I mean, this dude is just killing it. He's just killing oh, yeah. it. I don't know what they're going to do with their running game. Deion Lewis. Um, the little backup running back had um, only had 40 yards rushing, but he had six receptions for 98 yards. And um, yeah. Garrett Blunt played. He only got two carries. And you never know what um, Belichick's going to do with his running game. I mean, he'll have a quarter, he'll have a running back get 100 yards one day, and then he'll cut him the next day. I mean, he's just kind of odd yeah. like that. But, but uh, Buffalo, I give him credit for trying to at least make the score look good. Tyrod Taylor. 23 of 30 for 242, three touchdowns, but he had three interceptions. Um, he also ran for a touchdown. But I think Buffalo's going to earn some respect. They made some plays. I just watched the game on Rewind tonight. They made okay. some plays. I mean, they script Brady and he fumbled and all that. They recovered the ball. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, they made some plays at the end and made it interesting. They were like, I, you know, they had all these starters on the sideline and all that, and then Bills came up. The Bills made some plays. And, I mean, I wouldn't doubt that. I wouldn't doubt that. But, like I said, though, the defense probably didn't play the way they were playing in the first two or three quarters, though. And, I mean, I, I mean I'm not going to take nothing away from the Bills. You know what I'm saying? But I I, this, I, I think they probably just took, took half a quarter off or something like that and realized, oh, shit, If they had a good game plan for the Bills, and it worked out for them because the Bills probably expected one thing, and they came out and they did another. I mean, anytime Brady threw for 59 passes, he threw almost damn near every down. So yeah, you yeah. have to, you know, you got to be ready. They ran about 12 times. Yeah. No, I'm sorry, they ran about 15 yeah. times. You know. Yeah. LaShawn McCoy looked good, though. 15 carries, 89 yards, had 27 yards receiving. So maybe he's starting to get a little loose now. But, um, all right, this was probably the most disappointing game for me. The Redskins beating the Rams 24-10. to I thought the Rams were like they were about to do something since they beat the Seahawks in game one. Then they came back and lost to Kirk Cousins and the Redskins. I know it was a road game, but I guess I expected more. That's that dementia. I didn't see see none none of this game, but, yeah. I mean, after the first week, to me, I think they got the best defensive line in football. Chris Long, Robert Quinn, Michael Blockers, uh, Mm -hmm. and Aaron Donald. I mean, they was all over the field the first game. I don't know how 
that Matt Jones ran for all them yards on the gas that I saw the first week. I don't know how Kirk Cousins completed. I don't know what it was. 23 or 27. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, that's that's what, 85% of it. I mean, uh, yeah. So, I mean, Alfred Morris, 18 carries, 59 yards. Matt Jones, 19 carries, 122 yards and two touchdowns. Now, Eminem, they're running behind the same line, man. Is, is Alfred Morris going to be out of a job? Hmm. Well, if Matt if, Jones looks good, if, if if it if it hap- if it keep happening, I mean, it, it, definitely. But uh, I'm I'm not sure if that wasn't a fluke because I don't know if that was. I don't want to take nothing away from Matt Jones, but it just uh, to me that that was more the. The the, um, the Rams defense just kind of lightened okay. up and and because Alfred Morris went for a hundred in the first game. Yeah, and and thinking because they beat the the Seahawks, which is the defending back to back NFC champions, that they done uh, you know won everything. But like, nah, mm-hmm. you got to get focused, man, and that's a immaturity on the team's part. But you know, and I'm, I'm pretty sure they'll get over that the next time around. But uh, they're going to have yeah, to. I think that's what happened. Yeah. Hey, yeah, y'all better hope they don't get over it on them Steelers. So. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Nick Foles, 17 of 32 from 150 yards and a touchdown. That's that's not going to get it done. And, all right, Ray, you got something to smile about this week, man. Your Raiders fought, fought, fought hard. And they held off Baltimore 37 to 33 at home. In front of 53,500 people. Um, man, what you got to say about your boys? Man, I mean, we we, we played a real real good game offensively. I mean, defense, we still have some challenges that, you know, we're going to try to overcome. And, I mean, but offense, we look real good. I mean, Derek Carr was hot as a pistol. Uh, uh, Mari Cooper was doing his thing. I mean, uh, Andre Holmes, Seth Roberts, we had a lot of guys. Michael Crabtree showed up. So, like I said, I know we had the talent. It was just good to see they pulled the game out. Even if they didn't win the game, I would have been proud of them by the way they played. Yeah. You know, without, you know, getting these blowouts and, you know, guys not showing up and all this other kind of stuff. But <laughs> it, it, was, it, was, it was just a real good game. And the Raiders have to learn to take advantage of the opportunities. Like right now, we still don't have a pass rush going. You know, we need more than Khalil Mack. We get we got uh, Alden Smith, and that's all coming. It's all coming together. But imagine if they had Greg Hardy on that same team, instead of talking about what he did to some chick and what ain't none of your business anyway. You know what I'm saying? If she don't testify, it is what it is. But we could have had us a real good defense. And I really would like for us to throw a first-round pick out there, maybe a second that they have taken and try to go after Cam Chester. We need a safety back there. You know what I'm saying? If you got the money to pay him, we know what this guy can do. Everybody always talking about these, these draft pick shit. See, me ain't big on no damn draft pick. If I know what a guy can do right now, I think the guy, I know what he's going to do. You understand? Fuck the draft pick. Oh, it's a first rounder, it's a protected pick, and this and this and that. No, 
You will give me Aaron Rodgers right now for two first rounds. You can have them first rounds. Hmm. I know what this guy's going to do. So, I mean, it's it's good. You know, I, I enjoyed the game. That's why I really couldn't watch the uh, Cowboys-Philly game. I've seen all these Texans coming through. I'm sure we're going to get into that, but yeah, I, I really didn't know what was going so wrong because I was watching the, the Oakland game, and it was tight, so I kind of want to see what the outcome was. But I'm proud of our guys. I mean, we just can't do like the Rams did and have us a letdown against uh, the Cleveland Browns. We got to come yeah. in and try to win every game we can win. You know what I mean? And, and we can if we stay focused, but we have a letdown. You know, that's no good. So hopefully okay. Del Rio will have us ready to play. Well, Derek Carr was 30 of 46 for 351 yards and three touchdowns against just one interception. Amari Cooper had his coming out party with seven catches, 109 yards, and a touchdown. And Crabtree had nine for 111 and a touchdown. So um, you all look pretty good. And despite Joe Flacco throwing for 384 yards, it just wasn't enough as uh, Derek Carr hit Seth Roberts from 12 yards out. Uh, with 26 seconds left to win the game. And, all right, so we'll go ahead and go to the Dallas-Philly game. Dallas 20, Philadelphia 10. And, Eminem, I'll let you speak about your boys, man. 69,000 strong. Watch you all kind of just sleepwalk through the entire game on offense. Eminem? All right. Can you hear me? Yeah, I got you. Oh, okay. <clears throat> but I think, uh, man, um, I can't speak for all Philly fans, but, you know, just like with everybody else, you know, um, where normally criticism is geared toward the players, every time something went wrong or every time there was a miscue or every time something was just questionable, it's just like, my thoughts, just like millions of others' thoughts, just like the camera people focused on Chip Kelly. Uh, you know, it's like, you know, he the expert. He the one getting paid the money. But, man, if we don't get this shit together real quick, I'm telling you, it's going to be like a fucking this. Uh, I, I, I can't even explain it. Um I don't know what the hell Stafford was doing. Um, I, I don't understand the the uh, Bradford. I mean, both of them suck. Uh, but uh, you know, Stafford's way better than Bradford. I don't think so, man. You you give any quarterback Calvin Johnson, and with his ability, I mean, shit, you man, you, you, you ought to man. run your division. But uh, but just just uh. The, the, everything just looks so out of sync, you know. Uh, DeMarco Murray, you know, people talking about the yards. I mean, you you got to get the man the damn ball. I, I had a flashback of how uh, Andy Reid used to do Brian Ritzberg. You know, I mean, you can't you can't play with that football if if you got a a million dollar back back there that's 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 in my opinion capable of two thousand yards with the, with the, when you know when the offense is hitting on all cylinders. You got to get to, I mean, Dan, you got to run the damn ball. I think we had like 16, 17 rushes, period. You know, that's with everybody. So, um, let's see. Y'all had, yeah, 17 rushes, and two of them came from Bradford scrambling. 
Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, I mean, that's, that's no kind of, that's no kind of balance. You know what I'm saying? Now, defensively, I mean, you know, I mean, we did, we overachieved considering how horrible the offense was. Um, you know, keeping the game, the game within reach as long as we did. You know, then it just kind of started breaking down. But to, for me, and the much shit I like to talk. If you'd have told me last year before all this stuff started that Dez Bryant wouldn't even be playing because he's hurt, DeMarco Murray wouldn't even be on the team, and Romo would have went down early in the game, and we wouldn't have kicked y'all ass damn near by 20 points, I'd have been mad. I'd have, I'd have damn near bit my house on that and lost all my <laughs> shit. You know, so. Well, man, uh, that down and DeMarco then being Murray. down 0-2, and the and the Redskins won. Now the Giants losing was good, but having the Redskins win, and of course you know Dallas winning yeah. was messed up. But I'm just like, damn. I mean, we we still got time, but I'm just like, yeah, it's still um, early. It's still real early, but it it's just like there's no such thing as a good loss in a way. But at the same time, you, you it's the way you lose. If if you losing and and, and look like. You just need to tweak this or that, or somebody just need to get more comfortable. But right now, we just don't look. We almost look like we lost on offense. Yeah. Well, uh, Demarco Murray. Uh, first of all, Romo outrushed Demarco Murray, and Romo got hurt. Uh, Murray finished the game with two yards. Sean Lee was lighting him up. Sean Lee must have popped him a good two or three times. And um, I mean, Demarco Murray was clearly upset. You know, late in the game, he wanted the ball. He wanted opportunities. But uh, they were just going at him. And every time he was running the ball, they were swiping at it. They were trying to get him to fumble. Uh, so, but, um, the you know, the Cowboys lost Tony Romo. Now, Brandon Wheaton came in 7 for 7, 73 yards and a 42-yard touchdown. But, I mean, that's going to happen when somebody ain't got no time to really, you know, break down no film on you. The backups always look good when they first come in. Uh, but to lose Romo, uh, and to also looks like Jason Witten is questionable for Sunday. He sprained both his ankles and and a knee, um, and right now he has the longest active streak for tight ends at like 133 games. Um, yeah, missed the game since he broke his jaw back in Parcells Day. Uh, so it could be without Jason Witten, Romo, Demarco, and Dez come Sunday as the Falcons. Uh, got to play the Falcons, so that's not going to be good. Uh, let's see, Joseph Randall, 18 carries, 51 yards. He didn't have the yards, but he. I like the fact that Dallas committed to the run. Eminem, I, what, what confused me, man, is like how in the world can Dallas turn over the ball twice and have 18 penalties for 142 yards and still double up the Eagles 20 to 10? I, I just can't figure it out, man. Uh, I was. It seemed like Dallas did everything they could to lose that game. Right. That's what, and, that's what I'm and saying. And didn't want it. And that's Philly didn't that's want why, it. That's why. From the time you start letting me talk, I did not mention one thing about Dallas because Dallas played a horrible game. We just sucked that bad on offense. I. I mean, it's just pathetic. Defense looked pretty good. Defense looked great. I mean, I mean, because yeah. I can only imagine what the defense would be like if we finally get them some damn help. You yeah. know, well, one of the Cowboys touchdowns came on a 
came out of Block Punt. It was special teams. Yeah, and then my thing is, you know, uh, it's nothing like an offense, you know, uh, kind of like what we enjoyed the last three years, actually. You know, you throw up, you know, anywhere from uh, 14 to 21 points real quick. Well, shit, all you got to do now is, 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 is you, you almost uh, totally eliminate the run because right. the team got to play catch-up. But, yeah. you know, Dallas did everything they could to give us the game. But, shit, we, you know, we offensively we just, man. And Dallas I'm saying we, but shit. Yeah, Dallas uh, defense like played say, very, very well. I mean, they held um, you out of 226 yards of total, total yardage, three turnovers. That um, was because it was so predict. I mean, it, it's just like the 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 play selection was suck. The uh, like I say, Bradford man, he, he missed all. He, he just like now now I got I got to give a little bit to Bradford. That was sometimes uh, Jordan Matthews had dropped a uh, a ball that was very catchable. It was some yeah. kind of real bad communication a couple of times with Riley Cooper and him. So I mean. Like I say, everything just looks so out of sync. But I just look at one man, one man. It's like okay, okay, man. And it's very unusual for Riley Cooper to drop a ball from a white quarterback too. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Dallas is two and zero. They they acquired Matt Castle today from Buffalo. Um. They exchanged 2017 draft picks. I don't know what round. So Matt Castle is going to back up. up a fifth round pick. Fifth round, fifth okay. And, and I don't, I, I don't like that. I don't like Matt Man, Castle. They should have got Jason Campbell for the low low. I would have gone with. Uh, I would have gone with the guy on the on the practice squad. Um, Kellen, what's his name? They used to play with um, Scott Lenahan in Detroit. He knows the system. Uh, well, if I had to get somebody, I, I could have, yeah, I would have been fine with a Jason Campbell. Heck, I would have been cool with calling out 42-year-old John Kitna out of retirement than giving up two picks for uh, Matt Castle. But uh, we'll, we'll, we'll we'll see what happens uh, with Castle that going forward. carry y'all through, though. These old I'm, guys wouldn't be able to. I say Castle would be able to get y'all over the hump. You know, I, I stop think, working happen. Yeah. Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, right now Dallas is 2-0. and I think over the next 10 games, because Romo's not eligible to come back until the Sunday before Thanksgiving, and uh, if he's healthy. But um, I, I think if Dallas can go 5-5 five and five in the next 10 games and be 7-5 and five and Romo and Dez can be coming back, then uh, I think they can still have a shot at probably winning the division as bad as the division is. Um but they got to find a way to stay 500 or better. And I don't know how they're going to do it without DeMarco Murray because, again, he would have been great to have. But um, I, I think Philly, you know, Philly don't know how to use DeMarco Murray. So it's like they took him from Dallas just to keep Dallas from having him. Uh, but now they ain't paid him all his money, and I don't think they know what to do with him. So, all right. Well, uh, you, uh, you know, real, real quick, you know uh, T.O. wants to come back to Dallas, right? I heard about T.O. I thought somebody was playing a joke on me when they told me earlier. But um, I'll be honest with you, man. If T.O. wanted to play, I'd sign him. If I thought he was still he, he was in shape and he could play, I, I don't see any reason wh- why not, to be honest with you. If, you know, if it doesn't break the bank. 
Yeah. I mean, when when anybody not sign him? I mean, um, no, I was I would sign. Him. I don't like to get see him get an opportunity, but I wouldn't. I don't like that rule with the Hall of Fame where you got to be five years removed. I think if you yeah. had already spent five years out and go back in, you could. Um, you should be good. You should still be eligible. Yeah, I, I would have liked to see Barry Sanders go in at the age of 35 and, and come back to the league and play and be the first player that I know of in the Hall of Fame and playing in the league. That would have been real cool. That would have been pretty cool, yeah. All right, well, yeah, we'll see if there anything comes from the rumors, but I had no idea it was legit. All right, uh, Jacksonville 23, the Dolphins 20. I knew nothing about this until just now. Uh, so, like I said at the beginning of the year, I said Philbin was on the hot seat. And it's not to take anything from the Jaguars, who I think is um, they're a young team that's improving. But if you're my if you're Miami, you still can't lose this game. You you can't lose this game. Um, and but when you have when your quarterback leads the team in rushing with 17 yards, you're gonna have a problem. So um, yeah, keep an eye on 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 Philbin watching Miami. Because I believe he's going to be the first coach to go if Miami doesn't um, get past eight and eight this year. Yeah. All right. He's getting Jim Codwell. Yep. Yeah, he's going to be next too. And uh, Green Bay twenty-seven, Seattle seventeen. Then Daddy Rich, I n- never really thought that Seattle was like had was in the game. I mean, even though yeah, technically they were from the score perspective. I mean, they actually had to lead. 17 to 13, but I just never felt like they had control of this game. It seemed like Aaron Rodgers just needed a matter, a little time to do his thing, and in the fourth quarter, he prevailed. Oh, yeah, man. Uh, Seattle's just out of sync right now. They'll get it together. You know, it's a lot of it's a lot of politics swarming around them. You got the Cam Chancellor situation. That's hurting them. That's got their yeah. defense in the swarm. Uh, and I think people are seeing that, that he is a big deal on that defense. Uh, you know, as far as Lynch goes, I don't know, man. And, and, and Graham, that's – maybe he just doesn't fit the system. You know, may, maybe that's what it is. I don't know, you know. It's, I need him to do just, something because he's on my fantasy team. Man, yeah. I know a lot of people are just that, man. I just don't think that he fits that system, man. But, right, this is just the first two games. You know, things will pick up. We'll see. Things will heat up. They'll get better. You know, it's just going to take time. So, but uh, let's see. Russell Wilson was 19 of 30 for 206 yards, two touchdowns and an interception. He ran 10 times for 78 yards. Marshawn Lynch only had 41 yards rushing. Um, I mean, they kind of struggled, and – and y'all, man, some Seattle fan has started a uh, GoFundMe campaign to raise $50,000 to break up Sierra and Russell Wilson because he says that Sierra is a bad luck charm. <laughs> this dude has started a campaign to raise fifty grand. He said he wants to use the fifty grand to buy her CDs so she can go platinum. And that way, maybe if she goes platinum, she'll leave Russell Wilson alone. I mean, it's so crazy, man. But uh, Aaron Rodgers did his thing, 25 of 33, only for 249 yards, 
but he had two touchdowns, no mistakes. Uh, so Randall Cobb had eight catches, 116 yards. And the Packers are 2-0 and and in control of the their division. And the Seahawks are 0-2 and kind of starting off in the hole like they tend to do at times, but they'll probably get it together. And last one I want to discuss, uh, the New York Jets 20 and the Colts 7. Uh, Ray, Andrew Luck, man, what is going on? Um, I don't know, man. I think he's making bad decisions. And, you know, he's getting a pass for it because he Andrew Luck, you know, and, and that's the funny thing about the media. If you don't know football, you don't watch football, you would think, oh, same shit they say about Winston and everybody, the guys like that. Damn, you know, he turned the ball over, fumbling, throwing interceptions, you know, and you don't hear all that noise. You know, he's still going to crack the bank when he signs his contract. You know, I mean, he's really going to crack it. So it's like, you know, I, I don't know. They want to put it all on, on Chuck Pagano, but it's not all on Chuck. You know, they got to get not Chuck down because they don't. They got to come and look. They're giving and, him a lot of heat, man. I don't think that's even warranted. Yeah. yeah. And, and the thing about it is that guy had that team in, in the basement. Of course, I said for years all they needed was a quarterback when Manning got hurt. They got the quarterback. They came back up. But you don't take no team in three years from a two-win win team all the way to a playoff team, and you expect them to jump the Patriots and everybody else and go straight to the Super Bowl, you know, that guy's still taking them drugs or alcohol or whatever he was taking, and that's what he believes. You know what I'm saying? So I think they just putting it all on him when it's really not his fault because when you look at it, they got uh, Dwayne Allen, which is a decent tight end. They got some wide receivers. They got a running back. They got two good running backs. So Josh Robson out of Mississippi State. I know y'all familiar with him. Yeah. You know, he's, he's a bruiser. You know, so I don't know why they can't pull it all together. I look at Lucky, he's making mistakes kinda like, you know, like his rookie year. And I don't I don't know. I don't want to say he's progressing because he's a good good one of the best quarterbacks in the league, but he just ain't showed these first two games. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, we'll see what happens. You know, if he can get, they can get it together going forward. But man, I mean, right now Andrew Luck is just not looking all that great. But okay, um, before I get ready to wrap things up, I've got to talk about Ole Miss and Alabama Saturday night. Did you all see that game? That was one of the best college games I've seen in quite some time. Hey, I told you Ole Miss was gonna get them. Man, I had no idea Ole Miss can go into Tuscaloosa and do what they did and drop 43 on Alabama. And I give Alabama credit, man, for a team that's not built to come from behind. They will not die for nothing. And um, Alabama, 503 total yards, Ole Miss, 433. Uh, But when it was all said and done, Ole Miss just made too many big plays, and Alabama just couldn't match them. And, uh, I mean – Right, I mean, Ole Miss jumped from number 15 to number three. I've heard some people argue that they should be number one. I don't know about that, but I know that their defense is probably one of the best in the country, despite giving up the points they did. Uh, but did anybody get a chance to check out the game? Oh, yeah. I to comment it. on it? 
And, I mean, um, Chad Kelly, I don't know if y'all familiar with him, but that's uh, Jim Kelly's nephew. You yeah. know, he had made a couple of stops around Clemson, and he went to a junior college, and now he's at Ole Miss. And, you know, the kid was cocky when he first came out of high school, but he can play. I see that for him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, with, 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 with Ole Miss's defense and the way Ole Miss is playing, you know, everybody like to pull on TCU, like TCU, TCU, TCU. But right now, see, that's what I'm saying. See, we don't know what they're going to be at the end of the year because all the teams fell down. Mississippi State, Ole Miss, and Alabama at the end of the year. I don't know whether these guys beat up on each other or what. They're not the same team. But if you take that team right now and put this Ohio State or anybody, I think Ole Miss going to come out on top. I mean, don't because, see, they scored 70 points the first two weeks. Now, what is the team going to do to stop all that offense? I don't care if they pay them tomato cans or not. How are they going to stop all that offense? And we've seen they weren't able to do it. Right. And if you would beat them in Alabama, imagine if they was in, at our, our old Mrs. place up there. They probably would have lost like 15, 20 points. Yeah, and Ole Miss has um, all their tough games are at home this year, so um, they're looking good right now. They can like they can run the table all the way down to um, at least like the ninth or tenth week. Robert Kendichi, man, he he played some serious ball. He's very disruptive. Stayed in the backfield. And his brother played well too. Denzel um, had six tackles. Uh, I mean, excuse me, had ten tackles and half a sack and one and a half for loss. So um, those boys were getting after. But um, you want to say something, Daddy Rich? No, man, it was a good game, man. I watched it. Uh, you're right, man. Alabama had a lot of fight in them. They 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 weren't going to give up, man. And Ole Miss just had just a little too much for them. And I think Ray's right. The SEC, man, they beat up that, especially the West. They beat up on each other, man, and and you know it's it's not like in uh, the NFL you've got a second string that could be close to this guy, you know. In the end, and they're playing these teams. I think that's what happened last year to Ole Miss uh, at the end of the year, especially in that bowl game. I mean, you know, it's hard to go through the SEC. You play Alabama, Florida, you know, LSU. Man, how 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 you, these all these teams. Florida not, you know, right now, but you got LSU, Mississippi State, you know, Texas A&M, they're usually ranked in the top 20 or at least top 25. And, you know, you got to play each other. Some of them ranked in the top five at the time. And, you know, it's it's a tough situation. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, Alabama and Ole Miss are in the same division, and that's that's going to make things hard on them because somebody's going to gonna get beat twice you know, there because of LSU, Mississippi State, you know, Texas A&M. Somebody's going to get beat twice and be left out. You're right. That's going to happen. So, uh, but it was a good game. I enjoyed it. And um, I'm hoping to catch more games like that. They just need to have these games earlier, man. It's 8, 8.15, 8.30 Central Time. Start time is ridiculous. You shouldn't have folks on the East Coast watching a football, sitting down to watch a football game at nine thirty at night. I mean, that's just not unless it's a, a team in the, on the West Coast. That's just that don't make any sense. 
But all right, uh, let's Eminem's dropped off and Dr. Willis have dropped off. We'll go ahead and do some. Um, got a few who am I's for you. And this person is a six foot three, two hundred and twenty five pound linebacker who turned seventy one years old today. Drafted in the fourth round of the nineteen sixty five NFL draft by the Baltimore Colts out of Pittsburgh. He was also drafted in the seventh round in the 1965 AFL draft of the Buffalo Bills, and he ended up paying for Buffalo. You may not remember him as a player more than you were a coach, but I'll let you try to guess him as a player anyway. Number 56 for the Buffalo Bills linebacker out of Pittsburgh, 6'3", uh, Nope. Oh, I'm about to give you all some hints because this is a tough one. This guy, to me was unjustly fired after a 14-2 and two season as a coach. Oh, Martin Schottenheimer. Martin Edward Schottenheimer. I don't know why they fired that dude that year. I mean, I know he had some disappointments in his career, but I think San Diego been cursed ever since. All right. This guy is a six foot five, 311-pound bust of an offensive tackle. <laughs> Turned 48 years old today, drafted in 1989, Anti-Joseph Mandarich. I don't know where Tony comes from. His name is Anti-Joseph. All I had to say was bust, Tom. Do you know that fool ended up playing six seasons? I didn't know he played that long. Yeah, he got kind of all right for a little while when he went with the Colts, I believe it was. Okay. It was Patriots, wasn't it? Um, well, he started he off with uh, Green Bay. Yeah, in Green Bay. He got drafted That's by right. Green, Green Bay. Bay. That's right. You're right. All right. Last one. Five foot 11, 195 pound running back. Turns 29 years old today. Thought he was older. Drafted in the first round by the Tennessee Titans in 2008 out of East Carolina. Who went? Oh, Chris Johnson. Chris Johnson. Johnson. CJ2K. My man had a 2,000-yard rushing season in 2009. Followed that up with four more 1,000-yard seasons, but he just never seemed to be the same guy. But he's only 1,300 away from 10,000 yards. So, All right. Um, looks like Blog Talk might be getting ready to shut us down in a minute. Anybody got anything before we go real quick? Just look out for Daddy Rich. <laughs> All right. Ray, what you got, man? I mean, um, uh, nothing really, man. I mean, just you know, it's interesting to see who who's gonna get in on this Hall of Fame ballot. You know, yeah. I know Alan Flanagan should get in, and um, yeah. you know, a couple other guys, but you know, they need to expand it because this is ridiculous. You can't yeah. take a guy who's second all time and stuff and make him wait. That's, that makes no sense. I agree. So they got to do something. And uh, real quick, did you all see um, a couple of weeks ago, back on the seventh, I think, two high school players that uh, looked like they yeah. were targeting the referee in a game? Yeah. Yeah, I saw the interview on that too. And Daddy Rich, you see it too? Oh yeah, I saw that man. 
Man, what they do you do to be- in a situation like that? Man, that's ridiculous. They could have hurt that dude. Man, the coach, man, but you got to get – I mean, the coach, you got to start with the coach because he – I'm sure he did tell him to do it. That stuff happens. People try to turn their heads, but that, that stuff really happens, uh-huh. man. But the thing is, they, I, I watched the interview right before I got on, and the thing is, you can't blame that on the coach. They saying what the coach told them and all this. They had no proof of that. They suspended the brother without no evidence. And they want to say, oh, the referee used racial slurs. The referee denies that. So if you lied about one thing, you lied about another. See, I think that all the backlash you guys got got kicked out of school and all this and that. Now the easiest thing to do is blame a coach who's probably yelling at you and pushing you around. You know how to go in Texas. Football run everything. So if you're a good coach, you can shoot, man. You can probably put your foot in them kids' ass and everything. Ain't nobody going to do nothing. Because football runs run things in Texas. So I, I don't think based upon what they say, oh, he told me to do it and all this and that. And so you you old enough to make your own decision. You know that's incorrect. See, now they're worried about being sued. They're worried about getting kicked out of school. And, of course, if I don't like my coach, it's easy to put it on the coach. But you cannot do nothing to the coach without proving that that's what the man did. To me, you get the players for that. Has has the coach come back and said anything about that? Right right now, the coach coach is is suspended with pay or whatever. Has he commented on it? From the interview that I saw, the portion I saw was from ABC, I believe it was, and – the thing is, is they hadn't talked to the coach, not in the interview that I saw. I, I called it off the world star. So the thing is, is because anybody can say anything, you get into trouble. Yeah, well, my coach, he said this and he said that. And you can't remove that man off the field and all that based on what they say. They blame the referee, said a referee called him racial slurs and all this and that, and the referee said, I didn't say it. So if that's the case, who do we believe? If you believe the kids on the coach, you gotta believe you gotta get the referee out of there too. So you basically justifying the kids undercutting the referee the way they did, which was a coward move because the man had his back turned. Yeah. So all right, fellas, I'm gonna shut this thing down before Blog Talk does it for me. I appreciate you all joining tonight. We'll have some more zone coverage tomorrow. Preview what's coming up for next week. And, um, yeah, the, the the NFL matchups, any good college matchups, we'll talk about it a little bit. So um, thanks for hanging out. Everyone, you've been listening to the Talk to Q radio show. No experts, just opinions. Go to talktoq.com to get more information on upcoming shows. Everyone have a great night. Peace out. Talk to you tomorrow. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? We got something to move tonight, and we start the whole circle thing off. Help me, anything move, we knock out. Let's go. I am the greatest. Go play intramurals, brother. <laughs> <laughs>